Hello, everybody. It's me today. I get to do the intro. Oh my god. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to Old Moon, the Old Moon Podcast, episode thirteen. I am Tiltless TV doing the intro today because Blue did a really amazing cooking stream today that was very entertaining to watch. <laughs> yeah. Woo. Let's go. I'm joined. I'm joined today by Jay. Hi. Um, oh, it. oh, it's intro it's time! It's intro time! It. Come on! <laughs> it's intro time! Um, my name right. is Jay Kuhn, and I'm an Awakening Wusa main with 751 gear score, and I'll be gaining like 10 gear score tomorrow. And welcome to the Old World Podcast, episode 13. <laughs> <laughs> one week we're gonna get it perfect. We're we're three months in, but one week we're gonna get it right. I'm also joined. Yeah, go, <laughs> go ahead. Okay, yeah. I'm also I, joined. Also joined here today by Blue, the culinary oh. chef master himself. That's right, baby. We hit Master Two Cooking IRL today. Um, oh, made some Land of the Morning Light food, which was a tremendous amount of fun. Um, I stream at least four days a week. We're starting to get into YouTube. All of our highlights are on YouTube. We're making guides on YouTube absolutely it's just content the content never stops it's like the adventure never stops but now it's content uh for us so uh yeah <laughs> super happy to be here today and we're letting uh tiltus take over because like he said uh i kind of had to cook all day so uh tiltus and uh jake very kindly stepped up and got the topics together jay's outline looks like way better than mine normally does uh Oops. and <laughs> hey thank you that hurt um and, <laughs> and tiltus is gonna lead it for us here so tiltus take it away big man yeah um so we've got a bunch of topics here to talk about today we're gonna we're gonna dabble into some class stuff class specific stuff in the beginning and then we'll move into land of the morning light which is quickly approaching um but to kick us off jay Kuhn brought up this amazing thing that has been brought up a couple of times in recent weeks for me um black desert allows mouse to move functionality for a lot of the skills in the game um, it allows players to change the direction uh, with their mouse clicks instead of with their camera um, and it works on a good portion of skills that you cannot camera turn um, so this a lot of players argue that this allows for a lot higher level of skill to be expressed in the game and uh, want to dabble a little bit into that today so do you jay do you like mouse movement do you like the ability to to click to move your skills almost um, you know, I don't necessarily like or dislike mouse move. I understand why people utilize it for certain skills, you know, like for the lawn flight skill or the zerker jump skill, which can be redirected more accurately with mouse move. But, you know, for the most part, I've never really needed to use mouse move. So that's why I'm kind of indifferent to it. So. My man's never played DK and it shows. Uh, <laughs> Blue Squadron. Do you, uh... there, well, there actually isn't very much mouse to move in DK. Um... Like DK, no, DK doesn't have very much mouse to move. Like I, I like Etsu and most of the top end DKs don't really use mouse to move all that much, uh, especially for shattering. It kind of spreads out your damage a little too much. But for Witch, especially Succession Witch, has a tremendous amount of mouse move. You can mouse move Earth, Earth Response, Magical Evasion, Teleport, um, Earthquake Evade. You can Earth, uh, you can mouse move a lot of skills. And to be honest with you, I love mouse to move because I think it adds a dynamic to the game. Uh, it like increases the skill ceiling of the game, which is always good. You don't have to use it if you don't want to, but like having that like skill ceiling there makes the game much more dynamic, I think, for a lot of players. So yeah, I love mouse to move. Yeah. Um, 
do you think it's an actual like blue i think you clearly think that it's a good thing for players to be able to express this higher level of skill by using click to move and mouse to move um is that is that true would you would you, would you say absolutely. that absolutely yeah no no thing? for sure yeah no it's absolutely a good thing i think that like to be honest i don't know if it was necessarily intentional uh by the developers per se but i think it was a happy accident and i think it is just absolutely some of the most fun in the game i think a lot of there's a lot of pvpers that are still playing the game because of mouse move you don't really mm -hmm. use it a whole lot in pve no matter who you are but you really do in pvp man you can get like especially zerker is the class that comes to mind yeah like, you can awakening zerker can get really sweaty yeah oh yeah um jay do you do you think it's a good thing um, you know, I I do think because uh you know desync and video exists, mouse move makes it harder for your opponent to react to you, and as a result, I do feel like it feels a little bit unfair. For example, like I'm sure some listeners have seen a zerker use their mouse to move on their jumping skill, and from the zerker's perspective, they you know they look fine on their end, but from the other person's perspective, the zerker is just bugging out everywhere, and they don't actually know where they are on screen. So. Um, I'm kind of leaning more towards that. It's it's not the best thing for video. Interesting. I'm gonna have to agree with Blue on this one. I think let's it's the PvP. I think it's the PvP or core. Um, <laughs> yeah, that makes Jaycoon uh, objectively wrong. So just what the heck? Two, two to one. Two to the one PVE vote. god is like That's this right. is dumb, and the PvP the are main. like yeah more. <laughs> the shy main's like I don't have it, therefore it is bad. <laughs> so I will say that they have spent a decent amount of time going combing through the skills and and changing the mouse to move. Do you, you used to you could mouse move like a lot of stuff uh, and they went through and, and started fine-tuning some of that stuff so i think it may have been an oversight due to the way the game is coded due to the engine um but i do think that they they're aware that mouse to move is a little funky sometimes and they've gone through and they've 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 adjusted some things here and there i can remember mm -hmm. Zerker's crying really loudly a couple of years ago about some mouse to move changes that that hit global labs and they were not happy um right. Right. So, um, but, but I, I, I will say that I think that they've gone in a direction with mouse to move, like with Wusa and Megu. There's not a crazy amount of mouse to move that you mm -hmm. can actually do mm -hmm. with their kits. And I will say that they've they've mastered kind of the art of making a, a, a low APM class in like Wusa, for example, um, that's got like a really high skill ceiling. Right. Mm -hmm. um, without necessarily having mouse to move as like a necessary option. And I think. I think Jay's partially right in it. Like the fact that we have console and there's there, you know, you can't mouse to move on console. It's not a thing um, <laughs> yeah, that they should probably get away from mouse to move as a mechanic. But like, if it was strictly a PC game, again, I, I really think that mouse to move is really good, especially for some of the older classes in the game that don't necessarily have all the, the new flashy updates that like a Megu or a Wusa or a Sage is going to have. Yeah, I was going to say, I think one of the big reasons that, like, Megu doesn't have a lot of mouse movement or mouse-to-move uh, abilities is because the class already has, like, these insane movement abilities that almost make it feel, like, jittery, almost like we how you see a PvP or move just kind of built into into the class, um, especially with the clone and stuff like that. So I, I feel like they, like, hit the nail on the head where they were like, we don't need to mouse-move these skills because they already kind of feel that way. Um, yeah, I do, so, I, I do feel like um, they're leaning more towards um, 
uh, away from mouse to move because mm-hmm. uh, there's some updates for like Wusa and for the uh, for some of the other classes that a lot of their skills are going to be more responsive. For example, butterfly step on Wusa, the turn radius they they just updated the turn radius for it, and it's like it, it's kind of it kind of feels like you have mouse to move on butterfly step because mm-hmm. your camera movement is so responsive now to to that ability. So. Yeah, there's definitely a fine line that they strike. I know one of the big things that separated a lot of uh, DKs back in the day was being able to 180 airstrike. If you could 180 airstrike, you were golden. You could get through so many forward guards with it. You could avoid the second CC. This is when airstrike had two-part CCs, and you would burn both your CC timers at the same time if you hit somebody with both. Oh, it was so much fun. Uh, Yeah, so much fun. Somebody just gets (laughs) up immediately after you just, you know, hit them. So frustrating. Um, so I think I think they're taking a step in the right direction if they don't want newer classes to have mouse to move because it inevitably is going to be hard to balance. We've seen it on, on previous classes like Zerker that thrives with the mouse to move. Um, but that being said, I don't think we're at a point where you can take it away from the old classes anymore. Like it's just built into the way the class plays. The top end would lose their mind if you took away Zerker mouse to move. Um, so Jay, do you think they should go through and just like gut mouse to move entirely they've tried it before they have tried it and the we cried yeah loud. The player base was <laughs> yeah player base was going off well you know i i, I do understand that you know mouse to move is a you know a form of skill expression and i want to clarify that i'm not advocating for the removal of skill expression but i i do think for the sake of combat clarity for both you and the opponent mm. um uh, it would be best to move away from a mouse to move. If yeah, as I suggested before, just make the abilities that utilize mouse to move uh, a lot more responsive to camera movement. If mm-hmm. mouse to move would be removed or reduced, so at the same time, maybe fix desync uh, because perhaps that is the bigger issue at hand. You know? Oh, okay. Now we're just we're tangenting right now, boy. Give me central servers right now. Um, you know, but, all right, uh, why don't we just fix boat PvP? You know, as long as we're saying, <laughs> like, let's get all of them out right now. <laughs> honestly, can we get can we get a tooth fairy in here? Uh, Santa Claus, like, there's never gonna happen on a list of things. It's never gonna happen. It's me meeting Santa Claus, and then right under that is them fixing desync. That is never happening. <laughs> I do think centralized servers would help at least a little bit, since a lot of things are server side now. Um, but yeah, <laughs> blue. Do you think they they can or should remove mouse to move? Um. Well, so they can only re- it, it can they remove it? <laughs> they can do whatever the f- they want. Um, <laughs> so, but, um. So they could technically remove it if they gave the classes um a comparable change in how the class worked skill ceiling wise so if they went back and they gave all of these classes like zerker they'd have to give zerker one or two more skills um mm. that are like very skill based you know kind of like they just went back and gave witch um the uh, mass de- teleport skill they'd mm-hmm. have to do that for most of the classes in the game so that players didn't feel like their skill ceiling or the depth on the class that they've spent so many hours trying to learn uh, has been kind of cut out from under them Right, like yeah. it would be very delicate. Mm-hmm. Like people are going to be upset no matter what you do if you try to remove it. Is it good or bad? I, I don't know. I like mouse to move personally, but like yeah. if they are, did remove it and they could technically, they could technically do it correctly. Even if they did it correctly, though, you're looking at the uh, the mountain of support tickets, oh, the mm-hmm. mountain of forum posts that they are going to make over something like that is going to be obnoxious. Mm. So um, I think it would be difficult to remove, um, just like logistically, and I think it would be difficult because you'd have to add more to all of those classes that really benefit from mouse to move really need to be buffed in that case then uh, in PvP yep. to make them help them competitive. 
be competitive. Yeah, I, I agree. I think they totally can remove it. Um, I think the route that they've currently taken with fine-tuning the ability to mouse to move on classes has seen a world of difference in PvP over the course of the years because when everything could be mouse to move all the time, it was it was nuts all the time. You couldn't tell what anybody was doing ever. It was just, oh, I'm knocked down. Suddenly, what happened? Um, so I think the, the route they've gone with fine-tuning things has alleviated a lot of that. That being said, as a PvPer, the skill expression's there, so I'm going to say... No, they can't remove it, period. <laughs> People would lose their minds. Uh, all the player base would lose their mind. Um, hmm. Now, that kind of leads us a little bit into the, our, our next little topic here. It's still on mouse to move. But there are players that are very creative and get a little wild with their mouse to move. Um, and a lot of this comes because I don't think the, the game was intended to have the mouse to move feature uh you know be used in pvp especially high-end pvp um so it's i wouldn't say they're exploits but for lack of a better word in this terminology we're going to oh, say don't exploits because no, no, i don't say that, i don't, don't think say that it. word you got to use a different word you've got to oh use God. a different uh, word uh, uh, find uh, something uh, new uh, unintended uh, unintended consequences of having mouse bonus content bonus, bonus content. content i like that um, that's the word opportunities we're gonna everything we don't want to do are named opportunity questing is an opportunity um <laughs> So I think Blue and I have already kind of touched on this, but do you, Jay, do you think Mouse to Move was intentional when they created the game, when um, they created the engine? You know, I, I think it was... Definitely not. I, I yeah. don't think it was intentional. Um, but at the same time, you know, I, I don't think it is a form of bonus content, you know, um, but rather a creative use of in-game mechanics. As for what it was intended for, I, I, I do think that Mouse to Move was intended simply to as the name suggests move with your mouse um <laughs> so yeah i no. think go ahead go ahead blue no, do you think, think it was intentional no not at all it's just like when they created trading when they created trading they actually <laughs> just i don't it was like space cadet jay and the development team they created trading and made this whole system and then believe it or not you they did not intend for you to be able to overstack your horse the way that you can um in the game now the fact that you could overstack your horse made trading literally viable imagine trying to do the old trading system with no ability to overstack your horse it literally would have been impossible right so like yeah. that, something like that it was kind of just a happy accident um that they stumbled into and it gave their game more depth especially when the game came out it gave their game a tremendous amount of depth over the other mmos it made what makes bdo really powerful which is their combat it made it even stronger um mm -hmm. so was it an accident absolutely there's no way that was intentional but um happy accident yeah i i totally agree i think it was definitely a, a definitely an accident uh it's a good accident i'm glad that it exists in the game um but i i don't think there's anybody that could say that that was ever intended my guess my honest guess when they created mouse move was for the very casual not particularly mechanically gifted player that uses you know one two three four and they use you know standard you know um you know mmo click to move let me move over here and now i'm gonna cast my one ability you know now i'm gonna cast my two ability that's kind of the thought process i think they had when they created mouse to move and then all of a sudden it was like Oh wait, you can you can wait you game. can change the angle of skills. You can game on this. Yes, dude. <laughs> um 
Do you guys remember, uh, this kind of leads into the next question, but do you guys remember the, the horse mouse move that used to exist in the game? The oh, yeah. Like, the the yeah. With the yeah, pick. and then it just removed it out of nowhere, and we were like, what yeah. the hell? <laughs> um, so, um, what, can you guys think of some other situations where you used mouse to move besides just combat expression uh, in PvP? Do anything, does anything come to mind like the Pegasus? Um, well, not in PvP, but you know, I think oh. for life skillers, right? You you use it, use mouse move to gather a lot. So... Oh God, Jay took my thing. You what? <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> yeah. Um... There, there's one little thing that I do use mouse move a lot is to actually just interact with some of my furniture buffs because I have a lot of um, uh, you know, furnitures in my house that are just um, they're kind of like empty. They're because I used all the freaking master yeah, special stuff. Yeah, uh, cow wings. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so it's useful for that for checking if it has charges or not. So I, yeah. I, and I'm too lazy to like take out the freaking furniture. <laughs> yeah, it, it could be useful in some situations. Uh, I I use it a lot when I'm hovering over somebody's name that's standing next to me, and I'm like trying to figure out who the heck it is, and their name's like masked by like a thousand and one people. Uh, I use it for that sometimes, but outside of PvP, I don't really use it that much. I use it to life skills sometimes, like if there's a bunch of things overlapping or something like that. Um, but outside of the old Pegasus nerf, you know, where they took our, our legs on Peggy, um, I can't think of anything. Blue, anything else come to mind? Uh, yeah, gathering and hunting are the two biggest things, but honestly... When I'm AFK fishing, sometimes I'm so lazy, I throw the, the rod in the water and it's like on land still and I'll just mouse move the the rod to where it's supposed to be. Um, <laughs> oh, you can do that. Well, yeah, you're like, yeah, no, 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 over spin here. Your character while yeah, exactly. You can literally spin your character around while you're fishing, which is obnoxious and also unsafe for everyone around you. Fishing, I mean, mouse to move, wow. Yeah, just, they're just bricked up, Blue. They can't yeah. help it. Okay, buddy. Look, I made the mistake two times. It's two times, so sue me. Um, but... <laughs> But yeah, no, I think mouse move. Uh, I, I love mouse to move. Happy mistake. Yeah. Happy mistake. Yeah. Um, so we've we've thrown around this term a lot so far tonight. Uh, the the word skill expression uh, when talking about mouse to move and how it allows for this you know high end skill expression for these these good players to really flex their mechanical prowess. Um, so. And it's used in everything. It's used in League of Legends. It's used in WoW. It's used in like pretty much every game. Dark Souls. You know, every PvP game you can think of basically has some form of skill expression. Um, so, Jay, uh, this is still one of your questions. I'm going to toss it to you. How would you define skill expression? So, I would define it as the ability to use one's knowledge to effectively overcome your opponent or obstacle. So, in terms of what it means for BDO, I would describe it as you know knowing your classes cancels as a form of skill expression knowing how to adapt and improvise your skills and positioning depending on the situation as a form of skill expression and as well as knowing your opponent's weaknesses and being able to exploit those weaknesses uh, as a form of skill expression so bonus content bonus content yeah <laughs> <laughs> blue how would you describe uh, skill expression i would just say it's another word it's another way of saying depth um, the amount of depth that your class has, uh, how, how long can you dive into the class and constantly be discovering and trying to practice new things? Mm -hmm. um, like how many, like an, whether it be animation cancels, mouse to move like we talked about, uh, how many skills your class has, how those skills interact with each other and chain to each other. Like the, the skill expression is basically how much depth your class actually has. Another good um, word for it is skill ceiling. 
uh, which I know mm -hmm. we're going to talk about a little mm -hmm. bit later. But uh, yeah, that's that's kind of I equate those two terms. Yeah, I, I equate them. They're they're pretty similar in my mind. I think skill expression is is the personal player. So if we have a if we have a hundred DKs that all hop on DK and are playing, and you know they're doing a one v one tournament, you know for the best DK, you're gonna have multiple DKs. Just if they all if they're all succession or just all succession DKs, you're gonna have you know so many different styles of play within that and i think skill expression for me really equates to like how do you individually play that class what do you know about the class that allows you to play it differently than other people um and then how do you express that knowledge or that skill um on the class because everybody plays a little bit differently i mean look at my valk play mm -hmm. i'm like a floor tank so um you know um that's that's what skill expression means to me personally um and then what things in bdo we've dabbled we touched on it a little bit but like jay what things in bdo would you describe uh, or say are a form of skill expression um oh well i think i explained it earlier <laughs> yeah yeah you did is there is there anything else like outside of the list that you gave us earlier like knowledge um bonus content on knowing the matchups um mouse to move obviously like is there anything else that pops into your brain um and bdo specifically that you know allows you a higher form of skill expression than most other games higher form of skill expression um you know having a better pc i feel like is a <laughs> is a form of skill, skill expression to be honest, on you. To be I'm honest. Expressing my skill on you that's right I have a hundred more frames than you. But, Get fucked. But yeah, I mean, BDO does. You know, um, the more FPS you have, the the you know the easier it is to play BDO, right? Mm -hmm. um, and it it does affect the DPS and how fast you can get your skills mm -hmm. out. So. Um, uh, yeah, um. <laughs> We're gonna go down that road. Uh, road. Another uh, form of skill expression is where you live. Um, <laughs> all, the, all the West Coast gamers are like, yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What a character select, just, baby. <laughs> honestly, just a better player. I don't know what to tell you. Just a better player. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Blue, is there anything that we haven't talked about oh, yeah. that pops into your mind? Mm -hmm. Yeah, go for it. Animation cancels are the mm. biggest form of skill expression that you can know. Knowing what skills will chain into each other on a class and what skills you can cancel out of, what skills you can put on the hot bar and cast from Awakening, right? Like, all of that stuff, especially for something like Warrior is, is the class that I would look at um, <clears throat> for this. Warrior is one of those classes that, like, the amount of skill expression you can actually have on Warrior is insane just because of the amount of animation cancels and different things that you can actually manipulate the different skills to, to do, which is really mm -hmm. cool. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I think animation cancels are, like, the biggest thing. Yeah, I think the only thing that pops into my mind that we haven't already talked about is the like prediction and foresight, like being able to predict what another player is going to do is a very high form of skill expression, because sometimes you'll go against a player and you're like, this plays like every other striker I've ever seen in my entire life. Okay, shift Q or grab shift Q done you know gg so when you get in those situations being able to predict okay the grab's going to come out now so if i iframe now i dodge the grab you know that is a is a big thing i think for a lot of players that allows them that extra little bump of skill expression um and then the, our final question tying it back into our previous questions for this is is mouse to move a good form of skill expression that exists in the game 
uh blue we'll go with you first oh absolutely i mean you know that was the that was the easy oh yeah that was the easy that was the low hanging fruit on that one wasn't even a softball he just set the ball on the tee like when you were like in second grade no i'm swinging the bat and i'm desperately trying to hit it um it's yeah it's absolutely one of the best forms of skill expression in the game um for sure i think that also one thing we didn't touch on uh as a form of skill expression are the different uh forms of protection in the game mm. being able to rotate frontal guards and super armors properly and iframes properly to play around mm. your opponent like you said iframing a grab super arming uh, armoring positioning so that your frontal guard uh actually protects you and that no one is behind you mm-hmm. uh, or no one can sneak behind you uh that adds a lot of skill expression to the game uh mm-hmm. the majority of it to be honest with you i forgot about it so uh jay what are you thinking um I'm kind of leaning more on the other side, of course to be honest. I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> It'll make the conversation more interesting, you know? I, I do think most people are always in favor of anything that can be used to their advantage, you know? And, and I do think that does skew opinions due to biases. Mm-hmm. Um, earlier, I mentioned combat clarity. And, you know, what I meant by that is so that you can, you know, you can see your class ability with mouse to move functioning properly on your screen, but on mm-hmm. your opponent's screen, you're just bugging out. And it does suck that mouse to move skill expression comes at the cost of the game not functioning properly and showing you what's actually on uh, on the screen. Uh, actually, uh, I, I DM'd um, uh, Sonny uh, by Septimus Prime uh, about uh, mouse to move uh, because he was discussing it uh, a long time ago. I, I remembered, and I just wanted to um, get his opinion on it. And he said it's sort of a way. Um, it's like a removal of skill expression. That's that's the term he used. It's a removal of skill expression from your opponent because they can't even fairly react to you due to them not being able to see what's actually happening on their end. So, you know, with all these reasons in mind, I am kind of leaning more towards, uh, no, it's not a form, a good form of skill expression for the game. I just, every time we talk about uh, mouse move, I just see Jay is just Anakin climbing up the slopes of Mustafar. <laughs> I hate it! I hate it! Um... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't know, because your opponent can mouse to move in most cases, too. Um, so, like, I... Yeah, I mean, like, if you take desync out... I mean, desync's not something that you can really balance around. So, like, if you take the mm-hmm. desync out of it, I do think that mouse to move is a solid expression of it. Um, of, you know, depth on your class, but... I just, it is what it is, I suppose. Again, they could technically remove it, but they could technically do anything they wanted. They could just remove teleport from Witch tomorrow, and that would be it. Remove all talent from the game. Yeah, yeah, I think, I I think for personal, I can see where Jay and Biceptimus are both coming from uh, for taking away skill expression from your opponent because it does it it prevents reactionary skill from like being strong. If I can't react to my opponent because they're just like zip zooping around my screen and their tele their character models literally teleporting as it goes across the screen i can see that but at the same time like every almost every class has got the ability to to click to move to some extent or i keep saying click to move mouse to move um yeah. to some extent um so i think i think if you if you look at it in a vacuum without desync i think it's amazing if you look at it on yeah. in in a um where we have you know, server lag, the ping difference is wild and, and massive amounts of desync just from the game itself. Um, I can see it being a little funky. That being said, I still think it's a good form of skill expression. Um, anything that makes you mechanically better um, than your opponent uh, because of key inputs that you directly hit into the game, I think is a good form of skill expression. Mouse to move obviously being one of those. 
Um, I want to go ahead and bump us into the into the next topic here, though. Um, we talked briefly on it, and I've got a different uh, definition for it. I believe Jay probably has a different definition for it as well. Blue, you're kind of like you kind of combine the two, but um, we talked about skill ceiling and what that. Uh, you know, we briefly touched on it. Um, mm -hmm. So, Jay, we'll go with you because Blue's kind of already already talked about it a little bit. But how would you describe or define a uh, skill ceiling? Um, and so. Uh, I think you touched on uh, skill expression being more on the person, and I think mm -hmm. skill ceiling is more on like objectively the the class itself, right? Mm -hmm. Like how high, the potential of the class itself. Mm -hmm. So that's yeah. how I define it: is the um, potential of the class. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny because I'm making a bunch of guides basically on this right now. Um, basically, like a how to choose your class guide on YouTube. Mm -hmm. uh, honestly, shameless plug, but also um, it includes <laughs> well, it includes skill floor and skill ceiling on the mm -hmm. class, so that a new player can look at a class uh, and every class in the game, whether it be Succession and or Awakening, for every single class in the game, and say, okay, what's the skill floor? I call it skill floor to get into the yeah. class. That's like I would consider that uh, other people use the term barrier to entry. How hard yeah. is the the class to pick up and play um just like at a competent level right that's the mm -hmm. skill floor mm -hmm. skill ceiling is at how much depth does the class have um at the maximum possible level of play so mm -hmm. right like we look over at mm -hmm. at flannels for ranger right so like your skill ceiling very high for awakening mm -hmm. ranger mm -hmm. right so um that's kind of how i define those two terms yeah, uh, I, I I agree completely. I think the the number one thing that pops into my brain, and we bring it up a lot because I believe we've all spent some time with League of Legends, is Riven. Uh, Riven has a very <laughs> relatively low skill floor. You know, there's not a lot of difficult abilities in her kit. They're all pretty straightforward. But when you really dive into like one trick Riven's, um, like Box Box, for example, or like these really incredible Riven players, you learn that every single skill cancels into other skills. You can cancel your animations with it. You you know you have this exact you know timing of of everything that you can do. Um, so the skill ceiling is like extremely high. While while Riven's not a difficult champion to play, if I just hop into a game right now. Um, so I think uh, I think there are a good balance of classes in the game, actually, where if I'm a brand new player and, or if I'm talking to a brand new player and they're like, you know, what class should I start on? You know, I'm, I've never played, you know, a, a action combat game. I think BDO's got enough classes where I can be like, hey, just hop on this and give it a try. And like while you're grinding up and doing all this shit, do, doing your seasonal, it'll click. And then you'll go to PvP and it'll click some more. And then from that point, you've got this baseline like knowledge of PvP and how it works in the game. And then you can start dabbling with like really high skill ceiling classes. Right. Um, well, well, this actually has a tremendous amount to do with development. Um, kind of mm -hmm. glad you touched on it in this way because I've wanted to talk about this for a while. Um, yeah. So when you're developing a class, there's there's like a very delicate balance. And and you mentioned League earlier, so I'm going to draw up them a little bit. League of Legends struck a very um, very clean balance in making their champions simple, but with a tremendous amount of depth. So very easy to pick up and play, mm -hmm. but with a very, mm -hmm. very high skill ceiling, right? Dota 2, on the other hand, is much harder to get into. A lot of players favor Dota 2, but the reason Dota 2 didn't take off as much as League did is because it's just not as simple a game overall. 
Not as many mm -hmm. people can just pick up and play it and just and just run with it, right? It needs to have depth. Mm -hmm. So whereas players want to just log in and do ARAMs all fucking day, but or they want to watch Worlds and they want to watch just super sweaty, faker, mm -hmm. you know, ridiculous gameplay, right? And in that same token, you look over at BDO, the developers really struggled with this early on, trying to make a class with a low skill floor, um, also giving it a high skill ceiling they just they, they mm -hmm. could not get this right um for a long time they they tried to get there with sage really wasn't quite there yet uh, and then i think they really they nailed it with wusa it's the first class where i think they really nailed it where you have mm -hmm. like succession wusa particularly where you have like these thunderstorms and everything very low apm you can just pick up and play the class no big deal mm -hmm. Low APM, not very hard to get into, but in terms of an overall skill ceiling, as you dive into the class, there's a lot of room to improve on Wusa, positioning mm -hmm. the thunderstorms, um, like well, how you're lingering your super armors, like what skills you're using, how you're using your, like juggling your chrysanth and your, and your buffs and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. like, I think mm -hmm. they've really kind of nailed it, but yeah, it has a lot to do with development in that the developers have always got to try to make a class with a very, very low skill floor so that a new player that is new to the game can just pick it up and feel like they can play the class reasonably well, right? Like well enough mm -hmm. to do like centaurs mm -hmm. or something. Um, but also that it has enough depth for that same player to play that class for 5,000 hours and still not be bored with it. It's tough. Yep it's tough it is yeah it is um so okay let's talk about this so in the game the way it exists right now what class do you think has the highest skill ceiling blue oh it's awakening valkyrie for sure oh it's not even a question really yep it's not even a question jay jay go ahead i'll let you i'll let you throw in here <laughs> go ahead say um... your wrong opinion jay it's okay <laughs> well um i i've always thought that um uh Dracania was one of the most complex classes that i've seen um okay i'm so sorry succession or awakening uh, awakening okay. um and i think all right, all right. Well, the biggest reason um why i think they have a high skill ceiling is because they have two different stances right they have dragon blood and hex blood stance and some of your skills on the same key input are different abilities depending on what stance you're in mm -hmm. and then you also have pre-awakening on top of that if you want to utilize it so mm -hmm. uh, that's basically like three stances um so i feel like i'm too small brain to figure that out. i don't know if it actually has a high skill ceiling i'm just um i'm just uh -huh. predicting i'm just guessing i uh i I think to kind of touch what on what Blue said earlier that um, Succession has brought a much lower skill floor to a lot of the classes. They made a lot of classes significantly easier with Succession. Suck Nova is literally mm -hmm. plays itself yep. you can literally yep. back e hit q block and then just stand there you and you will your, you will inevitably kill somebody you put your nose on the s key and then roll left <laughs> and then roll right and then i don't back even think you have again. to do that yeah. i don't even think you have to do that if you literally just back e pull out the bat and then just stand there and q block your bat and your minions will eventually kill something you don't have to actually do anything like something will aggro you something will hit you and your minions will come out and kill it for you at some point mm -hmm. um suck dk also took a lot away from the pre-awaken and awaken kit where mm -hmm. they wanted a um they added a fuck ton of now cancelable skills. So they like did the complete opposite with suck DK where you can cancel almost everything in the suck kit um, with dashes, which was is not possible on pre-awakened and awakened. Um, so I would agree with blue on my question earlier. I think awakened Valk probably has one of the highest skill ceilings in the game. Um, it is 
an incredibly difficult class to play. I'm literally a floor tank. I shot call from gray screen. I fought barcode last night for two hours, and I literally spent probably 75% of that war shot calling from gray screen. Um, even even, even yeah. after Ginks was like, bro, you got to stay alive. It's like, class. So the flip side of that is what I played Suck Nova, bro. Shift left mouse button, shift We're right mouse button. I'm just gonna chill out. Yeah, that's right, baby. I'm, gonna, I'm just staying right here. You guys right are doing here. great. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, you've made a lot of people in my chat angry um, by saying that Suck Nova has a low skill floor, but I'm just gonna go ahead and reinforce the fact that it absolutely has one of the lowest skill floors in the game. It's yeah, it's not Here's really the thing. up for debate. So the thing, Here's, well, the, the thing about yeah, Suck ahead, Nova is that it's extremely low APM and it's mm -hmm. very protected. So you're always in frontal guarded super armor basically all the time, and you can just mm -hmm. roll through her skills without a credible, incredible amount of thought. Um, mm -hmm. There's also not a massive amount of animation cancels or things that you really have mm -hmm. to worry about. The class has a reasonable amount of depth. Let's not take that away from the class. Um, yep. You have to at least put your back to a wall. Um, but yeah, it, overall, you it's- game knowledge it's, where the wall is. Right. Um, so that being said, Awakening Valkyrie is definitely the hardest class, um, like skill ceiling wise in the game, mainly because you're you're talking about a class with massive support potential. PAs, largest vacuum in the game, uh, heals, super armored heals, you can give your allies super armor, uh, you have you can give your allies uh, special attack damage buffs, all kind, yep. uh, accuracy buffs, all kinds of different like support aspects packed into this kit with like lower, um, it's got lower, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, area of effect, AOE. It's got lower yeah. AOE, okay? So you have to position mm -hmm. perfectly, okay? So you have to, it also though, on the flip side, also contains the strongest single skill in the game, in its uh, ultimate. In terms mm -hmm. of like how much damage you can output um, in just a single skill, the ultimate will just nuke you. Um, 100 oh, yeah. to zero in Node Wars. So you have to juggle this ability to bomb, with a lot of gaps in her protection now they fixed some of the gaps over the years but like her movement is also if you've ever tried to pick up and play the class the movement is not very intuitive unless you're just i mean people are always going to say but you could just go around centaurs and hold forward right mouse button no we're talking about the skill ceiling of the class so if you actually try to play the class at the highest yeah, possible go, level go trying do, to stay go do that in the node war and let me yeah, know how it goes <laughs> yeah trying to stay protected while you're moving and you're pressing a million buttons while you're moving and you're trying to do the no stamina movement cancels uh uh, and you're constantly trying to stay protected all the while you're trying to position yourself like for a basic healing skill for example purification and awakening mm -hmm. is a basic it, it, even in succession it works the same um basic healing skill and it's got a frontal guard on it and if you hit an ally with it it heals them for a certain amount of hp but if you hit an ally and an enemy with it it heals everyone around you for way more hp mm -hmm. than it did before so like the ability mm -hmm. to position properly and think about where you need to be on valkyrie while maintaining the like the the knowledge base to know okay i need to go in and dive now okay now i need to go in and now i need to go bomb Right there's my opportunity yep. for a vacuum. Right there's my opportunity. Mm -hmm. Now I gotta heal. Now I've gotta get. I gotta keep my accuracy buff up. Oh, I gotta move. I gotta keep up with the offense ball. Stamina ma management is a big thing. Oh, I'm out of stamina. I'm just dead. Right, like so. It's so much support, offense, and defensive capability. I mean, it's just the amount of depth on the class is basically never ending. Um, if you watch Amu, uh, play the game, it's actually incredible watching amu's awakening valkyrie guide and amu um like running around in the battle arena and stuff i mean that guy mm. 
uh, he does things with Awakening Valkyrie that we've just never seen before. You know, you're just like, oh my god, mm-hmm. um, it's yep. crazy. Raiden, um, Swidex, uh, Bobby Butcher, some of the biggest mm-hmm. Valkyries in the entire game. Um, just absolutely insane. They do things on the class that no one else can really make that happen. Like I see people pick up the the class all the time um, around me in any guild that I've ever been in, and it's just a total flop. People yep. that are just super gamers on every other class in the game, it's just a disaster. Um, because there's just so much to manage. It's just overwhelming. Right? Nobody so. nobody will believe it when I say that I was a good DK player. Like, because they watch my Valk stream, and it's just like, it's, I, I'm a floor tank. I literally just lay on the ground. It's but, too difficult, man. Yeah, it is, it is insane. So, yeah. um, okay, so we've talked about, like, a really, really hard-to-play class. Um, I, I, I think, um, you know, Awakened Valk definitely sticks out of my mind. I'm biased because I fucking play the class and it's hard um oh, uh, but um one more thing about the sorry jay the jay said I, awakening draconi and i didn't really address it <laughs> awakening draconi um it is it that that uh, that definitely that class has a lot of depth but in terms of like, it doesn't have the support potential or defensive like tank potential mm-hmm. that a valkyrie has so you don't really have that to manage it's just offense 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 and yes managing mm-hmm. the two forms is very difficult you're absolutely right it's definitely one of the harder classes in the game um skill ceiling wise but like it just doesn't have as much to manage overall is kind of my argument on the other side mm. of that anyway okay sorry tiltus go ahead yeah no you're good um so we've talked about like really high hard to play classes awaken drag awaken valk um i think almost any awakening class is going to be harder to play than its suck counterpart just across the board for the most part not every class but for the most part um that being said what class besides suck nova because we've already gone over that it has a very low skill ceiling. Jay, I'm gonna let you go first on this one. Um, you know, I I think I'm gonna get a lot of strong opinions um, oh, for this, but oh, I I honestly gosh. feel, <laughs> I honestly feel like Megu is what okay at least from what I've heard, she's extremely easy to pick up and and learn as well as very effective in both PVE and PVP. You know, I I remember a lot of people commenting about her clone mechanic doesn't really require too much thinking to effectively use and effectively I mean if you just randomly throw out your clone it's it's going to confuse at least one person. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's even the it's even me in the party during the dungeon I'm like, "Oh, you're not supposed to stand there, you're going to mess up the mechanic, but jokes on you, it's a clone <laughs> and I got bamboozled." So, um I, <laughs> So I yeah. think Omega is is one of those um, classes that's going to be um, yeah, on, a, on the lower end of the skill ceiling. Yeah. Well, oh. don't, I wouldn't compare it to skill ceiling. I would say skill floor. What has a slow skill, skill floor? Because <laughs> I think Megu actually has a particularly high skill ceiling because of the ability to decept, deceive your opponents. Um, but True. let's, Jay, let's, art Jay, Blue, let's hop on you real quick. What, uh, what class do you think? skill floor in the game? Yeah. Besides um, Suck Nova. No, no, no. I actually think that Suck Nova <laughs> is beaten out by one other class. Um, like, I think Suck Nova has a higher skill floor than one other class in the game. Um, and that is Succession Corsair. Um, if you've ever played Ooh. Succession Corsair, um, and I have, you can literally drag. So you really only have to use your dolphin skills and then some of your frontal guard skills. So you can literally just drag them to your hotbar, um, like one through nine or whatever. It's only like five of them. Uh, mm-hmm. and just hit number one, and then hit two, and then hit three, and then hit four, and then hit five, and then rotate bound back to one again. Like, you can just do that um, on Succession Corsair. So in terms of picking up the class, it's really easy. I just throw out my whale skills. So it's mm-hmm. really not very hard at all. Honestly, easier than Suck Nova. In my Suck Nova actually requires button input. 
uh, and you have to, oh, I have to remember to summon my pet and stuff. You don't have to do that on Corsair. So I think the Suck Corsair <laughs> is probably the lowest. <laughs> so forgetting to summon your pet on Suck Nova is the single worst feeling in the entire game, though, because it's yeah, so basic and it stays and out it. until yeah. you die. So you can literally get it every single spawn. As soon as you spawn, just back E, you're good to go. Um, but when you get a big knockdown with Suck Nova because you actually did something that was like mechanically good on the class and you get this big fat knockdown on a bunch of people and you go to use all your rotation skills because you can do all of them at the same time and not get knocked out of any of them. And then they they all just get back up because you don't have the bat out. You're like, oh, <laughs> I did yeah. a, I did a thing. <laughs> my bad. Um, yep. So yeah, my my votes on Suck Nova. I can see totally see an argument for Corsair having a very low skill floor. Suck you can Nova also is just very, hold shifts very fun. Or yeah, move. Suck Corsair is super fun to play. Though. Oh, it's tremendous. It is fun, so yeah. like they hit the nail on the head with the movement on that class because it feels good it's all crisp. the time. Yeah. yeah. Um. So all right. Well, I think we've I think we've dabbled on skill floor and skill ceiling like pretty heavily there. Um. Let's move mm -hmm. on to our next topic. So, um, oh, BDO currently has this one's we're we're diving into shit now, boys. So yeah. buckle up. <laughs> um. BDO currently has 26 classes and counting. That in, and that also means that there is awakening and succession for almost all of those classes, except for two. Well, three technically, but Megu's is coming out in a couple of weeks, so we don't count that right now. But um, strength upon these classes has varied from uh, very weak uh, to very broken, such as the war criminal herself, Megu. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, Typically, a lot more now than back in the day, but typically now, when classes release, we're seeing them immediately start getting adjusted, immediately start getting adjusted. You know, week one, we're doing this. Week two, we're doing this. Week three, we're doing this other thing. Week four, we're actually doing week one because week one's nerfs didn't go through and we somehow that spaghetti coded into the game. <laughs> um, so, like, um, you see a lot of this... Uh, kind of stuff happen um i've kind of already said my piece on what the strongest class on release has ever been in the game um you in think my opinion megu was the strongest class on release in the game bro <gasps> bro that we'll, no we'll, get that. we'll get into that we'll get into that we'll get into <laughs> that we'll get into that we'll toss it to, we'll we'll toss it we're gonna toss it to jay first they have jay. forgotten I... forgive them lord they have forgotten Go ahead. <laughs> jay what um, do you think, think the it... strongest class on release has been well um well i i've been oppressed by this class so ever since she she came out um and i think if i had to say what was the strongest class when i was around i would go with guardian on release there's this meme going around called jordan gober um, I don't know if you guys remember that meme, but it was basically the sound of the printer printing money, which is a popular meme at the time to basically describe how strong Guardian was in both PDE and PVP at the time. Um, I, I remember being so oppressed by her in, in, in Histria and Achman, so it would have to be Guardian for me. That was a scary class on release, I'm not going to lie, I, especially was... as a DK yeah. player at the time, dude. Good luck. Uh, it like... was scary, but I give it maybe number five on on <laughs> scariest classes there are two classes right, blue's that come got a to list there blue's got a list we're going through the whole thing <laughs> i think about this all the time i have two classes that come to mind immediately when you talk about very strong class releases in bdo number one i remember the genocide of the dark knights when awakening mystic oh. hit the servers like because oh, awakening mystic God. was so powerful awakening mystic was so powerful because almost every class in the game at the time tamer um 
the the staffs, both both witch and wizard, and everyone was playing Dark Knight. Everyone Stork, was playing Dark Knight. Yeah, every Sork. Everyone was playing magic damage classes, and Mystic came out, and they buffed Striker and Mystic at the same time. So, I, I mean, take the damage that you feel that you do to Mystics now, and then I want you to subtract sixty percent. Just take 60% of your damage straight off the top because that's how it was. That's how much they've nerfed it since it came out. And they had skills that the entire kit was completely protected. Um, mm -hmm. It was an unstoppable force, meaning an extremely movable object. I mean, we're talking about this guy. It, like, people used to... I used to have 241 AP, which was crazy back then on Awakening DK. And we're talking about people that are in almost base Grunel mm -hmm. on the Mystic just running me down. I yep. couldn't do it. I couldn't do anything. There's literally nothing you could do. Um, Mystic was probably one of the most oppressive classes I've ever heard of. Uh, the other one, as I just mentioned it, is DK. Dark Knight on release was literally one of the most cancerous I heard classes. About that. Yeah. It, is li it was literally every single jump was an iframe, even when it was on cooldown. And yep, the dashes Sork. and the dashes. No, it was better than Sork. And the dashes didn't require stamina. So the only oh, yeah. limiting factor you had on any of your iframes. The only limiting factor was MP. That was it. You could just jump infinitely in permanent iframe as long as you had mana. That was it. Um, and you could just nuke people, right? It, yep. it, it was it was actually insane. It was nuts. The problem with Sork was Sork had slow moving iframes, so Sork had a lot of iframes, but like like DK could move so quickly across yeah. the map. DK's I mean, it was the fastest fast. movement. Yeah, yeah, it was way faster than almost every other class in the game. Uh, at the time, and it was all iframed completely. Stam mm -hmm. um, it was the first class where they were like, okay, we need to make movement. We need to tie movement to stamina. And that was the first time we saw a big nerf for Dark Knight. So Dark Knight got its really big nerf, and then we saw Mystic release, um, and Mystic got super buffed. So like Dark Knight went into like the the, the toilet, and so did like staff. I mean, staff was still incredible because PA didn't have like its debuff cooldown, and it, it gave oh, yeah. everybody a thousand DR. That was crazy. We dealt with that for six years. Um, but like uh, staff was still popular, but not because Mystic couldn't kill it. It was just like the best class in the game in large scale PvP. So again, Dark Knight and Mystic are the two. The the third one coming in at number three definitely succession sage absolutely wild um, oh yeah class to have that. to deal with succession <laughs> sage on release was disgusting um that that was nasty i mean i was having flashbacks to mystic uh it was crazy then we got awakening and that was somehow almost worse like a, um, awakening could just go up to a siege wall thrust forward and just destroy everyone on the other side of the wall he could just cast through walls and people. it was obnoxious it was obnoxious so yeah like those are like my kind of my top three strongest classes that i've ever released yeah i could definitely see an argument being made for every single one of those i'm probably jaded because megu's the most recently released <laughs> and i played in t1s when megu was released and mm -hmm. God help me if I ever have to go through that experience again because I will lose my mind. Um, but uh, yeah, Mystic release was brutal because that's that is like when I really started playing purge. the game was it, Mystic yeah. release, and I picked the worst class to play yep. at the height of Mystic. Same. DK. Um, oh, you know what oh. we didn't talk about? Succession Who? Corsair. When Corsair came out, Corsair yeah. was overwhelmingly <laughs> powerful. How many yeah. Corsairs do you have? The whales. You know what I the mean? The whales. Succession yeah. Draconia was the same thing. When Suck yep. Draconia came out, it was just like, how many Draconias do you have? Oh my gosh, that number's bigger than the other offense ball, so you win. Yep. That's crazy. Um, 
Like, it really so, was like, like that for a while with Suck Drag, too. Uh, it was wild. So I remember all of these class releases, and I'm thinking, like, trying to think through them. There have been a couple weak releases, but, yeah, most of them have been very strong. Yeah. Well, let's let's touch on the weak releases real quick. Um, what, what have been some of the underwhelming classes that have come out? The one that honestly pops into my mind on this is probably Archer. I thought Archer was pretty underwhelming on immediate release, coming straight out the gate. Mm. I think it was because it was such a different play style that people weren't particularly good with it yet either because it was so foreign to everything else except for Ranger Pre-Awakened. But I don't remember there being... I remember there being one time when there was a massive influx of archers. Blue, do you remember what that time was? Uh, when they just patched it like a month ago? A month no. and a half ago? Two months ago? <laughs> well, yes, that, but the very first time... bro. The very first time was when you could train a swap to you could swap from your bow to your oh, trina yeah. axe and one shot for it oh <laughs> so like, that yeah, was when i saw massive influx of so art that was a straight bonus content <laughs> yeah, bro. You have to explain it for the listeners so, like, so uh, archer has this slow moving arrow i'm sure a lot of you are familiar with very slow moving projectile and so what archers would do is they would stand when Archer had just came out. They would stand just outside of the fort. They like they could just barely hit the fort with this slow-moving arrow. They would charge up and fire the arrow. And while the arrow was mid-flight, they would put on their Trina axe. And when the arrow projectile connected with the fort, it actually applied the Trina axe damage to the fort and just one jab the fort. Yep. Um. It was, it was a wild ride. Yeah. It I mean, was. That's it true. was nuts. It was that's insane. True. How did yeah. people figure? <laughs> All it takes is one goober, dude. All it takes is one goober doing it by accident. You know, he's trying to swap to his axe to go axe the fort, and all of a sudden the fort draws by like 30%, and he's like, what just happened? And then everybody's doing it. Um, so I I don't think Archer... I think Archer may have been one of the weaker classes on, on release that came out. Now, immediately after, they started tuning it a little bit because it was kind of their poster boy for a little bit. Um, but that was kind of the, one of the ones that sticks out in my mind is like being underwhelming damage wise and i think that was twofold because it was different than all the other classes that existed in the game at the time um jay you created the question what what class did you have in mind when you created the question well i mean i, I think a low-hanging fruit here is, is shy right um yeah she was created as a sort of experimental life skilling class right and that's kind of what they they started her out with right i remember the mm -hmm. state of the talent weapon for shy was much different than what it was today mm -hmm. um the cooldown of the buffs were were longer than du the duration of the buff so this meant that you couldn't upkeep your shy bus unless you were just continuously playing them. Mm -hmm. uh, but nowadays they are they are on a 10 second cooldown with 16 second duration, so it's it's significantly easier to upkeep buffs. Uh, yeah. I also remember their hitboxes on their boomerang was it was so tiny. Um, but thankfully, with all the changes uh, we've had for her to today, Shy is now one of the strongest PVE classes in the game and a very relevant PVP class because of shy mm -hmm. buffs. So. Yeah, I had completely forgotten about Shy. Blue, you got anything that comes to mind as an underwhelming class on released? Uh, Shy, Archer, you know, the two that we touched on really hard. And I'm looking at, I, I wouldn't say class overall, but I would say specs. There have been some really underwhelming specs of classes. Um, mm -hmm. Awakening Wusa comes to mind. Um, uh, Awakening Wusa needs, definitely needs a tune-up. Uh, definitely super yep. cool looking, has the support potential, definitely has the depth there, but just doesn't do anything. Just kind of, just kind of Jay's going to fight you on that one. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> and then, and then Awakening Draconia, when it came out, 
was mm-hmm. super hard to play and also not very good until they buffed it um, a couple times. But aside from that, yeah, I'd say most of the class releases have been pretty powerful. Yeah, I'd agree. I think. Oh I yeah, think they, Awakening Corsair. True. Yeah. I think they typically they lean more towards like when a class first comes out typically they want it to be overtuned and then nerf it um would be my assumption because you get a large influx of players on the class all of a sudden plus it's you know the new class it's the new hype um so i would think that that's probably uh, almost intentional if not just massive oversight they have two options here ignorance and irresponsibility on just saying yep that number looks good send it or b they're like We'll make it fun for the people that are rolling to it for you know for a month. Um, so um, let's let's move on to our next topic. Um, with the release of Megu, here we go. I didn't even know this was a topic. I, I like no pre no pre read on question six apparently. Uh, with the release of Megu, most people can agree that she was very strong class upon release, um, and she was nerfed uh, very many times in a row. Um, and uh, oh, perfect, yeah. Um, Jade, do you want classes uh, to be initially strong like Megu was on release or like uh, Suck Drac or Suck Guardian or uh, heaven forbid we ever get another Mystic situation <laughs> or DK situation? Um, do you prefer that classes come out strong and then get nerfed? Or um, would you rather them be the opposite and come out weak and then get buffed? Well, um, in terms of like reception, I, I think if we take a look at Megu, for example, my friend made a Megu on release. And, um, you know, again, most people can agree she was a very strong class on release. So strong that the amount of, you know, vocal vocality of people asking for nerfs caused PA to nerf her over the next four months. And my friend kept saying she's a dead class after every nerf. And, but lo and behold, oh. at least from what I've heard, she's still a very strong, solid class, and she's still doing Megu things after all the nerves. So um, I think a lot of people would agree that whenever you play a class that gets nerfed, it does feel bad. So mm-hmm. um, if classes were released on the weaker side and buffed over time, maybe that would have a better reception. So Yeah. Um, uh, Bl- Blue, you got an opinion on this? Yeah. I, no, I actually, to be honest with you, I've seen a lot of class releases, strong, weak, whatever. Um and I think that the player base reacts a lot more actively. Like, you have a lot more people actively playing the game if they release the class really strong. Um, mm-hmm. Or at least strong. Mm-hmm. Like maybe, they not, maybe not go, like, too far over the edge, but definitely <laughs> strong. Um, like, it, yeah, because it gets people excited about playing the class, and it's fun, and it gets people mm-hmm. to learn the class faster. The game understands how the class functions in PvP more quickly. Again, and, and everybody's just more actively playing it. Uh, it. When you have a class that's very weakly, or very weak on release, and Awakening Corsair is the one I'm going to look at, no one ever ends up playing Even if you buff it over time, they could make, like, a, I don't know. They, like, people just end up never trying the class or giving it the honest approach that, that maybe they should have. Uh, in the first place for um for like the two ball timmies and stuff so mm-hmm. i think it's better to start strong and then nerf it down yeah i from from a player population perspective and from a uh probably a a, a business uh perspective it makes sense to release a class strong and then nerf it please do not make megu ever again do not release <laughs> a class that is on par with that ever again on release Go under that. Shoot for under that, and you will be fine. Um, but as a player, I would much rather see 
I play a, a class come out a little bit on the weak side, give players a chance to learn how the class actually functions, similar to how Awaken Wusa is, because Awaken Wusa is a is a conceptually a very strange class, I think, compared to a lot of the other classes in the game. Um, so like release it weak and then pump it up as players are learning because players can find things out that the devs didn't know or didn't intend and that will change the way the class is played and if you pump up the damage too much or it comes out really strong all of a sudden and then players find out you know that the ideal way to play the class all of a sudden you've got these players um that are just steamrolling everything around them um so i think there's a fine line player's perspective release weak buff strong from a everything else perspective introduce strong and nerf just don't overboard it please god no more make use no more um I'm going to fast forward us just a little bit so we can try to get to our Land of the Morning Lights uh, discussions as well. Um, but I did really like this question. Um, so before Nova came out, um, classes were very heavily designed um, with Awakening in mind first. What was going to be the Awakening and how would the pre-Awakened kit flow into that Awakening? Granted, there's a caveat here. A lot of the classes that came out on the release of the game are not included in this discussion, but the interim between Awakening coming out and I would say um, Nova, there was this a lot of classes were designed, I think, pretty intentionally with pre-awakened and awakening being a thing. Um, and now, I don't know if I'd say that they're heavily focused around succession, but I feel like there's a lot of attention that's put into their pre-awakened slash succession kits. Um, and uh, Blue, we'll start with you. Do you like the class design structure of having a good emphasis on pre-awakened and succession, or did you like it more when it was like, you have your pre-awakened kit, and then you have this awakening kit, and it's up to you to kind of decide like how the two things are meshed together. Um, and there's no. a. Uh, I like succession more. I like succession first, then awakening. Mm -hmm. um, otherwise, I think the class would take way too long to develop. They got to develop almost twice as many skills. Um, yeah. Like yeah, they have to develop the prime skills and everything, but like it gives them time while we flesh out succession and stuff. Um, I don't know. I, plus, we get the absolute skills, so we understand how the the skills uh, are going to kind of look like and what, what the skills are going to lack in the Awakening format. So, like, mm -hmm. I like Succession first, personally. Uh, it makes us look at the class that, in, in one very specific way, and then we get Awakening, and we think of it in uh, kind mm -hmm. of a different way altogether. So, we, like, we reinvent the class in that way. Yeah. Jay, what about you? Uh, I don't mind um, either, as long as they are designed with two different distinct playstyles and aesthetics. I did mm -hmm. notice that because Succession is designed in mind first, um, when they design like the the C skills or the Prime skills, the the supposed inherited Awakening skills, um, they haven't really been matching up aesthetically to the actual Awakening kit. Um, to put it in perspective, you, if you look at Witch and Wizard um, and inherited Awakening skills, they literally take Voltaic Pulse and Equilibrium Break and put it in Succession. Um, whereas for Wusa, her C skills look nothing like her Awakening Kit. It doesn't even relate in any manner. So if anything, I would like them to go back to at least redesign the C skills just visually to match more of the Awakening aesthetic, since the okay. C skills are supposed to be skills inherited from Awakening. Yeah, I'm going to go complete opposite. I like it more uh, when Awakening has a lot of focus on, on the design of a class. Um, oh. It feels cool to me um, because it feels like on release it kind of sucks because you're waiting like you've got this pre-awakened kit succession kit that maybe be a little lackluster but 
I like the theory crafting that comes behind when Awakening comes out that you have to figure out, okay, how does my pre-awakened work with my Awakening kit and how do these two things line up? Um, I think it's just an, it's enjoyable experience for me um, to play a class that way, to have, you know, a, a, a pre-awakened that's not heavily designed around, but then have an Awakening that's incredibly designed around. Um, it just is interesting to me it adds more depth i think to the class whereas succession i feel like you you pull not a lot but you pull a little bit of depth away from the class because you've invested so much into the first half of the kit um that sometimes the back half of the kit feels a little little lackluster wusa wusa is a great conceptually awakened class i think it hit the live servers a little odd um but uh, let's talk. Uh, let's talk about um, the uh, the prime skills real quick, because this is a next topic, and Jay, you know, transitioned great into that. Um, Succession only inherits a few awakening skills currently, uh, which is good. Please keep it that way. Um, whereas awakening can uh, utilize the entire pre-awakening kit, as well um, uh, as uh, the Rabombs and then also their entire awakening kit. Um, do we want? any more inherited awakening skills for succession um or potentially more options where you're locking almost like cores where you're locking out other skills by taking this one um jay i feel like you kind of already dabbled on it so blue well what uh <laughs> oh, yeah go ahead what do you what do you what do you think what are you, do you, crazy? Do you want more <laughs> you're literally are you nuts you're asking for succession buffs is that is this on are you hearing me like i I feel like I did dust my ears to see me. Bro, Succession is already powerful enough. They don't need <clears> any more stuff. They have their own dynamics. Stop asking for more Succession stuff. If anything, Awakening feels weaker in most cases than Succession does. <clears> um, so if anything, Awakening needs more love. Uh, whether it be uh, with a, a new approach to core skills or what, it, what have you, but Succession, I don't think so at all. Yeah. Jay, what are you, you created the question, so what did you have Well, in mind? I... I don't think necessarily giving them more options equals a buff, right? It just gives more options. And I'm always an advocate for allowing players to have more choices. So, you know, going back to last week's topic about class skill customization, I do think maybe giving succession more options would be an amazing way to add more skill customization. It, again, it doesn't have to be a buff, right? It might not even make them stronger. It just makes them more, have more in-depth, much more, you know, more skill ceiling, right? Mm -hmm. So... It allows diversity among the classes. Diver yeah. Mm -hmm. um, right back. Someone's at my door. <laughs> this will be pleasant. Opening right. the door so then they see all this. This is going to be great. <laughs> um. So for for me personally, um, I I don't want to see Succession get any more skills, which is odd because I I also am a a pretty heavy advocate ad advocate my brain just turned off um <laughs> i like people to have more diversity in the way they want to play the class and be able to express the class in different ways um however i think you would break succession if you gave them um any kind of um more more options i feel like succession plays in a very certain play style and if you gave them options then all of a sudden you're opening up succession pool to just be even more stronger because people are going to find out these weird combinations that work so much better than what's given to you in the form of the class um mm. and uh yeah I don't, I don't think i'd like that i i think conceptually it's it would be you know cool for players to have more diversity in their skills but i don't i don't want to see it because it will be it'll be broken i think mm -hmm. um 
That being said, um, we'll touch on absolutes real quickly. I like absolutes. I think they're good. Um, you know, there's no sense in not absoluting a skill uh, when you're playing in the awakened version of it because it's just more it's more deeps. Um, so, uh, Blue, what do you think? Do you like the idea of uh, absolute skills for awakening, and do you use them frequently uh, in your awakening stance? I mean, it depends on the class. Uh, yeah. In which. Uh, if you're talking about PvE, you're almost griefing if you go into pre-awakening uh, mm -hmm. for anything but speed spell. Um, but in PvP, the absolute skills definitely have their place. Um, mm -hmm. And then, like, I think every class in the game, yeah, I think absolute skills are actually in a fine spot. I think they've done mm -hmm. a pretty solid spot with those. Uh, I think the way that you buff awakening at this point is to reassess how the core skills function. Mm -hmm. uh, Jay, do you like absolutes? Yeah, do I you, love absolutes. Yeah, I do. I do actually. Um, I, 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 I guess it depends on what class you mm -hmm. in, right? Because certain classes pre awakening and absolutes is 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 way better than others. Um, and I, I know certain classes can just stay awakening and they just function fine in awakening, right? I had this had this discussion with one of my viewers who were saying that they don't like the fact that they needed to use some of their pre awakening skills um uh sometimes while playing a class but at least for me i've always thought the absolute skills was an extension of awakening so i i would describe them as ad additional tools for the kit you know i've always been yeah. under the impression that since the devs gave me these tools why not use them so yeah i'm uh, going to touch back on uh like depending on uh, what class you play like at least for me on gusa right i i may i'm currently maining awakening wusa i don't care what anyone says about awakening wusa i love awakening wusa. <laughs> but um i i still utilize a lot of the pre-awakening kit because they just designed such an amazing uh pre-awakening kit right for for wusa right the stormfall uh skills the sagunja chrysanth all that all those tools uh, are still very powerful for the awakening kit and so i i do dip in and out and i like that playstyle. i like the playstyle of weaving in and out of your pre-awakening and awakening and i think that gives a lot of depth to the class if you do that mm -hmm. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, so I come from the the land of Mystic DK, not from Broken DK. Um, and so in those days, it was very very important to uh, weave your pre awakened into your awakened kit. Awakened DK was not the powerhouse that it well powerhouse is a strong word, but it was not nearly as good as it is now in its current iteration. Um, and a lot of the um, a lot of your catches actually just came from pre awakened. It was hard to catch somebody if you were awakened only DK player. You had to go to uh, pre-awakened to get it. And because of that, because of the way they designed it with awakening in mind, when you play uh, pre-awakened DK, you can pretty much mm -hmm. seamlessly go into awakening. There's very few times where you're actually hard C-swapping on DK, mm -hmm. which I think is why it was... It, it ch everything changed so well together with DK. Um, mm -hmm. So I love absolute skills. I love the idea of chaining your pre-awakened into your awakening and making those feel seamless. Like you have one big mm -hmm. kit. You've got all the tools to choose from. It's up to you to make the best use of those tools. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I like absolute skills. I think they're great. Um, I think it gives pre-awakened just the buff it needs so that pre-awakened is not just inherently stronger than awakening if you're playing the awakening kit and it makes more sense mm -hmm. to do your your damage from your awakening stance um, but it gives you all this utility um, in the in the absolute and in the pre-awakened um, so talking yeah, about DK obviously I have a huge crush on DK um, it was my main for five years um i just recently swapped to being a uh, nova main uh or not nova main valk main my brain's totally turned off already um so i really enjoyed dk was the first class i picked up 
Uh, mm -hmm. I did not play any other classes until I was like level 58 or something. Um, and every time I would dabble with another class, I'd be like, nope, I'm going back to DK. And it it was that way up until the point that Suck Nova was released and I was a shot caller. Um, at that mm -hmm. point, I was like, I can't shot call reliably from DK. I need to play something that's going to give me the benefits of Q block. Um, so I shot call from Suck Nova and now I shot call from mm -hmm. Awakened Valk. Um, so that being said all of you have had a crush on some class at some point in this game why did you have the crush on the class and why was the class like satisfying for you to play uh jay we'll start with you this time um i would say it's the gameplay flow that that causes like the satisfaction like when i was learning awakening wusa just being able to learn how to line up all my bombs and all of them exploding all at once that that mm -hmm. felt really satisfying and that's why i loved playing awakening wusa again i don't care what anyone says awakening wusa is great as for <laughs> what i prioritize when when and when choosing a class i think it would have to be the aesthetics for sure and um, again, that's another reason why I'm picking Awakening Wisa, because they definitely nailed it with the aesthetics, you know? There's a reason why I play Black Desert, and why a lot of other people play Black Desert, so mm -hmm. they can look at pretty effects on the screen, so mm -hmm. I have sure. never really given too much care about there is the a PvE reason. and PvP performance, so... There's a reason um, Remaster exists. It's because it yeah. looks <laughs> fucking good, you know? <laughs> Even if it's not optimal mm -hmm. to play in Remastered, it exists, yeah. you know? Um, so... Uh, I, I remember... Um, I had so many comments when I rolled to Wusa about how um, PA is going to eventually nerf her. Like, those are the comments. Oh, don't get too used to her. They're going to nerf mm -hmm. her or something like that. And I'm like, if I really cared about PvE and PvP performance, then I probably would not have mained, you know, an Awakening Witch for the last five years. Because yeah. I think most people can agree that Awakening Witch has not been the best uh, PvE performer. Um, right now, she's, she's in a decent spot. But uh, back then, um, not yeah. the... You would back rather be something else. Back in the days of history and Auckman, Awakening <laughs> yeah. Witch grinding um blue what makes a class uh fun and satisfying for you to play um i don't know i followed almost the exact same path um that you did in terms yep. of i played dark knight for three and a half years when i started the game never rolled away tried dabbled with other classes but always rolled back to the queen um and then i started shot calling and i decided that i need to play a better class for shot calling so mm -hmm. i tried awakening valkyrie I uh, was pretty solid at that, uh, to be honest with you, but it was just a little bit too mechanically engaging uh, for a shot caller for what I wanted to do to focus on a shot caller. Then I tried Shy and played that very competitively for a little while, and it's just, and then they nerfed T1s um, to the state that they're currently in with the degrading HP and the new caps and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and so Shy died, and then we tried Witch. For the very first time against my begrudgingly uh, and i realized how much easier it was to grind and it was like aladdin showing me the new world um <laughs> with how it's on the magic carpet ride uh, how much less apm the awakening which actually required to get mm -hmm. from a to b and i and then th from that point forward i've just played the witch just because uh, most of my gameplay in the game honestly centers around shot calling and being mm -hmm. a solid shot caller, or trying to be a solid shot caller. So playing the witch, I mean, you're never going to get a better shot calling class than Awakening Witch. But truthfully, mm -hmm. the best shot calling class in the game is whatever class that you are most comfortable on, and whatever yep. you can mm -hmm. automate yourself with. But if mm -hmm. you know, if you can automate yourself with Awakening Witch, it is the best because you've got all the cooldowns right there. You've got all the support potential right there. Now with the mass teleport skill, you really can't. If you're going to shot call, you really kind of have to be playing staff in this case now because the mass mm -hmm. teleport skill, as I tried to explain before, um, is kind of a shot caller skill, man. You have to call it out, right? So, um, yep. Is that coming tomorrow? 
I doubt it. Um, I doubt it. We're I getting know. Land of the Morning Light, and they didn't say anything about it. So uh, my yep. guess is that we're not getting it quite yet. Um, but yeah, I don't like when I look when I look at a new class. I'm looking for low APM, cool. I, I want really cool skill effects. Uh, I want Booba, and I want. <laughs> You're and I reason. want support. And I want support. But <laughs> shut up. I need this. Um, and I want support potential. Um, yeah. I mean, if I'm gonna stare at uh, at, at someone's ass for you know five thousand hours, it, it it should probably be female. Um, so that's that's usually what I'm looking for. Um, yeah. So yeah, whether it be like female, low APM, support potential, that's what I'm looking for on a new class. Yeah. I, uh, I think the thing that makes uh, classes satisfying for me, and it's probably why I stuck with DK, and it's probably why I play Awakened Valk now, and I, is the skills that I cap. Mine is mine is the actual like the feeling that you get when playing the class, like not the animation, not as PVE performance, not as PVP, but the just the fluidity and like the satisfaction of hitting like a skill combination or a like does the skill feel good to cast if no mm -hmm. don't play if yes play um and i uh it's funny because i i don't dabble with a lot of classes i've recently over like the last two weeks have started picking up little tidbits of various classes here and there and trying them out for the first time and it clicked with me that i was like i just really like that the skill itself to feel good to cast if the skill feels good to cast I'll probably play it. It's probably why I like DK because the seed of catastrophe and uh, shattering darkness and um, spirit legacy like combination of skills and how like shattering and seed actually you can alternate the flows with those skills. It's like uh, as far as I'm aware, it's one of the only classes in the game where you can cast one skill from one tree cast the next skill from a different tree, then cast the flow for the first tree and then cast the flow for the second tree afterwards. So you can yeah. actually alternate like all four I of these skills it. in yeah. some varying way. Oh. Um, yep. So it, like the skills have to feel good to cast. It's also probably why I like Valk too, because mm -hmm. I'm a bad Valk player. But when I hit that fucking vacuum spear 100%, there is not a more satisfying feeling in this game than landing that nasty bomb. And you just see ding, 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 ding. Like I can't, <laughs> when I hit him in Node War, like I audibly yell like every time because i'm just like yes dude it feels so good so i think i think i play just for the gameplay loop like it's got to feel good um the animations have to feel good um uh jay how often would you say you try out a new class um probably not very often wusa was actually my very first hard roll um yep. that i made in five years so um it was kind of a pretty big deal for me and so um didn't you play Awakening yeah, Witch often. for a long time, and then you hard yeah. rolled to Shy, and then you no, rolled I didn't. over? No, I I tagged a Shy, and I only used my Shy for, like, Olins or something. For everything. I, just... <laughs> I didn't use my Shy. I, every <laughs> time I tune into your stream, you're either Sieging oh, no, on the Shy, Olins on the Shy, everything, okay, I everything grind a lot of Olins. The, I, 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 aside from the dungeon PvP and PvE, you're right. You were playing the Witch. That's absolutely right. <laughs> I've been I've been watching him grind on the Awakened Wusa. He's vibing with that class hard. Dude, I love that class so much. I know so I just fun. watched you grind on it the other day, and I was like, this kind of looks cool. I'm not gonna lie. Um, J uh, Blue, do you do you try out not necessarily roll, but try out other classes often? Um, yeah, 
Uh, I'm in the midst of... I have, like, my top three of my next class that I want to tag. Um, top three to five ready to go now because I just untagged the Wusa. And so I'm looking at my next tag here. Um, generally, I do it... Uh, and I used to not do this. But mm -hmm. lately, I've been doing it a lot for, I don't know, just fun, uh, like, side progression so I can give each class 20-second tap time and stuff. Um, mm -hmm. But also... Um, I'm learning the class and the skill names on every class, which helps me do shoutcasting better for tournaments and stuff. So, like, mm -hmm. that's really the primary reason is that, like, I want to very, I want to very thoroughly understand just about every class in the game and how it functions and what its primary weaknesses and strengths are and what its primary mm -hmm. skills are. It's just for large scale PvP shot calling and for shoutcasting. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we're getting there. We're cycling through. Yes. We're getting there. <laughs> Um, yeah, Project. I'm pretty much the same way, where I never touched other classes. I think my first, like, hard consideration when I was playing DK is I got so frustrated with DK being bad that I considered rolling to Kuno for a while. Um, and I was just not a good Kuno player, so I couldn't, I couldn't make the, couldn't make the roll. Um, and then I hard rolled to Nova, and I stopped grinding because I hated the suck Nova grind so much that I just yep. refused to do it anymore um and i rolled back to dk and now that i'm like full on into the valk land again i'm i'm hard rolled onto my valk but um recently like over the last two weeks i've i've gotten like four classes to like 61 that i want to like try out i've started you know like just doing like very like minimal grinds on them like go do an hour of like blood wolves or something like that like start to get a vibe for the classes and i've found that some of the classes in this game are actually fun as fuck and i have been missing out on a good portion of the game for a while yeah um so yep. i definitely recommend people to like actually just go try the class like you don't have to roll you don't even have to really tag it like you could literally take your seasonal gear toss it on there and just go like do an hour of blood wolves like i, I I took a Megu. I took so I made a a wi made a wizard for uh you know mass teleport. Um and then I time pieced that to a Megu because I refused to play the war criminal class when it came out. Now that it's a little better, <laughs> I, I took it I took it to seasonal Arsha. Bro, seasonal Arsha Blood Wolves number one is like relatively dead, but number two, you actually feel like a war criminal with full seasonal gear on a seasonal PvP server on Megu. It's insane. And the class is just super satisfying to play. So I'm like Okay, like fine, like I'll, I'll dabble in these other classes. So I, I highly recommend that everybody just like touch some other classes from the time to time. Like having a main is great. Having a class that you're really good at is, you know, that's what you should strive for. You should strive to be the best on the class that you find. Satisfying. Fun in BDO? What the heck? Yeah, exactly. Oh, like there, but there are ways to have fun in the game that don't include, you know, uh, being the god on certain classes. So. Um, but yeah, let's uh let's move on a little bit. I want to touch a little bit on the Dawn's gloves because they are coming out tomorrow. Um, I know that there are people that are ready right now. They're they got the countdown. They're waiting. They're <laughs> like tomorrow morning, baby. It's tap time. Um, yes. So with Land of the Morning Light coming out, we are getting the new Dawn's gloves. Um, and this form of progression that PA has uh chosen to go where they take. Uh, our existing boss gear at pen, particularly at, at uh, or specifically at Kafra 10, and they give you the ability to reform it into a new piece of gear, and then you have these upgrade paths. They're very hard, um, but it seems to be the way that we're kind of rolling. Like God Eye is another one of those, you know, um, or God or I can't remember what it's fucking called. God something. Um, 
so All it right, seems to be see. this new progression route that we're going um and it makes sense for the upper end because it gives us these small but meaningful you know bracket increases here and there you know the new gloves are coming out okay well all the players are going to get you know so much dp all the top end players are going to get so much dp for it um so but i will say that doing this upgrade feels bad and i really noticed it when i was in the seasonal the last time and i was like you know what i want to have a seasonal archer character for the next couple months to go you know screw around on so i'm gonna get a full set of seasonal gear the accessories and everything and it was kind of fun to do like some low level enhancing again like it's been a long time since i've done low level enhancing so like i kind of miss it almost like the days of red coral earrings and you know schultz belts and all that kind of stuff so um jay did you experience that or were you like right because I know you joined a little bit later. So when did you join in the um, in the, the Jay route came of out of the womb. Jay, Jay came out of the womb at six, 750 <laughs> I, gear score. Yeah, I never I never had any of those. He never struggled. He literally <laughs> just spawned in with it all stuff. on. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I definitely can't deny the excitement I experienced when I hit my first Ben Blackstar. Um, mm -hmm. That's where I was. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, I, I kind of leaning more towards a small and, and meaningful upgrade since that kind of okay. keeps me going. I, I remember mm -hmm. back in um, 2019, um, uh, I did like a Tetralette and I remember failing absolutely everything. Um, and I, I do f have a feeling that if I did uh. hit something um, in that Tetralette, I would have kept doing roulettes. So I, I kind of feel like in, in a the way, that was a days. sort of a blessing yep. in disguise, to be honest. Uh, it really humbled me. <laughs> and then when I when I got back up from where I fell down, I was really determined to make steady progression. So. Yep. So funny story about that. There was a time many years ago where I tried to quit BDO and it is the top viewed clip on my channel. I booted up stream. <laughs> I booted up stream at like ten in the morning. It was just me oh. and a couple of the homies, and I was like, "I'm done with this game. I'm done." I went to the rock that no longer exists in the game because of its the name, um, and I stood on top of the rock. <laughs> and I pulled Wait. all my, <laughs> I pulled all my gear off, and I popped every. I popped in a, a what did I have? I had a Tet Bassy belt, I think, at the time. I popped it in. It failed. I was like, "Okay, whatever." You know, I was like, maybe I should do more armors first instead of the accessories, just because it was like that little like five percent of me that wanted to stay with the game. Popped my Griffin home in there, first tap, like ninety stack pin. The only pin I've ever tapped that low. It was my first pin ever, and it's literally the clip is me going, "Come on, dude, I don't want to play this game anymore." <laughs> and then I played for like another year because now I had this influx of like eighteen bill, where like there was only like five pin Griffins ever sold on the market. You know, like it was, it was one of those things. So I think the old way of uh, upgrading was my favorite. These really big, huge enhancements. Um, Blue, do you have a do you oh. have an opinion? Oh, dude, I've been waiting. I'm like, man, I'm waiting for this because, like, I used to be <laughs> the biggest degenerate that you could possibly imagine in BDO. Nothing brings me back more than the Tet Roulettes where, baby, you finish enhancing and you go out to that Desert Fogans out there, you got one their ability on every single piece of gear. You're missing your offhand altogether. It's just gone. Um... Like, <laughs> and you're grinding, and every time you get like a scroll thing, you're like, oh, thank God, another memory fragment. Oh, thank God, you another memory fragment. For yeah, <laughs> like it was, it was, God, those days. I look back on those days, and I think, God, I was an idiot. But also, yep. <laughs> some of the fondest memories I have are just absolutely sending my gear. And before yep. I made a guild and became a responsible adult, <laughs> um, I I used to roulette it all the time. I mean, there was one time I the guild watched me. 
uh, like right after I, I made the guild is like the last time I greek my my gear aside from yesterday which I'm getting to um like or two days ago now um oh my god I threw I got so upset I was um the way I like to say it um, to my guild members is I was in the mood to progress. You know, you ever have one of these moods um, <laughs> where you're like, I want to progress. So you blow, you just throw everything in the enhancement rack and you're like, it can't all fail, right? Like, um, <laughs> and then it does. Yeah, when my um, friend hits a pen, that I, I get the mood to progress. You know, I've <laughs> blown up. I had a pen ruins ring back when pen accessories were unthinkably rare um mm -hmm. because i just if it was ted it was not sick um on the <laughs> wheel and that only really stopped because we started getting pen stuff and i had to i had to set the example for the rest of the guild but i still swore i would always enhance my stuff i just did it a lot more intelligently um yeah. moving forward except for my birthday stream which was a couple days ago um where i, I warned Cass, that who's the gm of, of reforged <laughs> i warned her i go hey so Cass, i'm gonna grief myself and she's like Define griefing. And I'm like, I'm going to take off my black star and I'm going to hit that. And when that doesn't go, I'm going to take off the Debo and I'm going to hit that. And if that doesn't go, I'm going to take off the distos and I'm going to hit those too. And she was like, okay, so you're still going to be a caps, right? And I was like, yeah, totally. Just no Kayas or Chimeras. <laughs> we'll be fine. Um, like, you know, if, you're, if you hit the necklace and the earrings and those are Kayas and Chimeras anyway, does that gear even matter? Uh, really? Um, so I hit all this stuff and I ended up getting. A lot. I hit Pen Black Star on the yeah. on the first click of the great. day, which was insane, uh, and it was a lot of fun. And then I hit um, I hit Pen Manos Gathering Close, and then I hit a Tet Manos <laughs> Ring. Never. Yeah, I hit a Tet Manos Ring, and then I hit a Pen Distortion Earring. We don't talk about what happened with the with the Deborah necklace. The Debo, the Debo I saw so Jay. Good. I saw you in chat. It the was Debo so was so good. Bro, the demo, I clicked it like four times. It went from tech to base. To it. it went from tech to base. Oh, it downgraded no. every time. Oh, it was no. unbelievable. Me. It was unbelievable. I just watched my money just vaporize, but that's okay because I got so tilted. Again, again, we were in the mood to progress. I just took out the distortion eating or earring. We threw that in there, and then we had the copium that that, mm. that went, so it yeah. was worth it. You know what I mean? Like, super <laughs> it worth it. It, uh, yeah, it did go, so technically, my gear score is the same as when we started. But, like, <laughs> I... <laughs> and you'll eventually get the Ted Debo back, so it'll and be if fine, anything, right? Yeah. If anything, this yeah. just proves what a good idea rouletting your gear can be sometimes. <laughs> Um, so like, uh, do not for anyone in Reforged, of course. players out there yeah. listening, do not for, do, do not do yeah. roulettes. Don't for any of my, blue. for any of my players in Reforged, um, absolutely not. Don't ever do that. Buy your gear. Uh, for any of the players <laughs> in any of the other competing PVP guilds, please roulette your gear. It works every time. Um, <laughs> but seriously though, I mean like my fondest memories are typically enhancing or getting my mm -hmm. compass was like the biggest thing, you know, so treasure items or the enhancing. And I love just throwing it in there because it really, it makes me a super active player. Cause I'm like, oh man, now I gotta go out and now I gotta mm -hmm. go out and grind it all back up again. You know what I mean? I gotta, yep. I gotta put Humpty Dumpty back the frick together again, you know? Um, yep. and it, I don't know, it just kept me super active all the time. And I just absolutely love it. Some people absolutely hate it. And it's the reason that they quit the game. It makes me play the game even more so yep yeah, i'm the same way so we had a running in the first guild i was in uh joker we had a running joke where our rule was ted or pry you either show up this is when soft cap was 5 30 or whatever it was you either show up to war with full tet ring or you show up to war with a full pry you know ring of gear around there's there's no, 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 no. in between and, i'll do uh, you one better i'll do you one better it's pen or pry there is no try <laughs> 
Do you catch my drift? Yeah. There is no try. No, you, you know what I mean? The three lines that doesn't exist. Like, yeah. For, yeah, it was our same motto, same thing. So, yeah, I can remember just sitting, you know, Saturday morning, you know, it's, I spent all week grinding up my gear. You know, I did all my scrolls <laughs> from Mfrags the day before. You know, I'm sitting there with yeah. like probably two bill, three bill worth of enhancing mats, you know, at the time, which was nutty with like a, you know, a prize arc. And I'm like, okay, today's the day, everybody, you know, buckle up, you know, and you sit there and you burn and you burn and you burn and you burn and your money just goes and disappears. And you're like, you get to the end of it and you're like, I hate this game. I never want to play it again. But then Sunday you're grinding again because you need the gear because you need a tet to go to war. Um, so yeah, it was um <laughs> so true I, though. I loved it. I loved it. I loved every second of that. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. I I do uh blue you talked did did you have any major tinfoil blue? Oh, I mean, I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. If you uh -huh. If you uh, stand, I mean, like, again, like, it's people ask me all the time, Blue, do you have any superstitious stuff? No, no, but move out of the way so I can shoot this seagull so that I can enhance this try facing eastward while the wind is blowing, you know, at my yeah. back. You know what I mean? Like, I, I definitely have spots where I enhance everything, mm -hmm. and I do that for a reason. Um, and now I apparently have songs that I, I absolutely must listen to because oh. I literally can't yeah. fail. Um Away I can't believe that the, bro, the <laughs> Awaken was so good. The disto went on Awaken. It's my favorite song of all time. And it went on like the perfect drop refrain. And worlds collided so hit, bro. Good. It was so clean. Yeah. Ah, it just felt so good. I, I it was, was as if it was edited. I was talking to my friend. I know. Like, as if it was edited, but it's not. Uh, it was I, know. Like, I know. It was so it was so clean. And then the worlds collide was also clean. I was listening to it mm. on the way to school this morning when I was doing the I was on my way to the summer camp thing, and I was just Picturing the whole time, I used to picture some crazy shit when I listened to Awaken. It's it's wild. You just go to a place, you know what I mean? Um, like you're in the zone. But like then I just couldn't. I just saw my own my own self over and over and over. And I was I just kept seeing the disto hit pen. I, and again, that's why we love playing the game. Is like those moments are literally what capture it for me. That's what really gets it for me. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. so yeah, I'm a big fan. Yeah, I have a tinfoil. Yeah, I have little tinfoil. little stitches, little stitches, little stitches. Uh, yeah. Jay, do you have any? Do you have any tinfoil? Um, I do. Um, stand at the top of Kama Sylvia tree. That's that's kind of like my enhancements one, and I, I hit both my pendebos there. So I kind of, you know, might as well keep doing what what I'm doing. I feel like that's a lucky spot for me. So. Yeah, I uh, I've had some varying tinfoil to varying degrees of success over the years. Uh, after I hit my pen griffin on Chop Suey Rock, I uh, I Chop started tapping <laughs> Chop Suey. That's the System of a Down reference. That look look it up on Wikipedia. I'm gonna avoid saying that word on stream, but look it up Thank on Wikipedia. Thank you so much for that. Like, let's just uh, Jay. What are you doing to me right now? Like, like what? <laughs> but anyways, there's Chop Suey Rock, which is is no longer in the game. Um, and I after I hit my pen griffin there, that's why I did all my enhancing because I was like, this is the spot for me. And now it doesn't exist in the game anymore, so I can't do that anymore. Um, and then for a while, I just had the mentality of like, it's it goes or it doesn't. Like, not mm. percentage wise, but like. I'm either gonna get it or not. So I just started doing all my enhancing. I would literally pull it out of Veli store. I, now this was the tinfoil though. You pull it fresh out of the Velia storage from the other character that it's on. <laughs> You're so and dumb. you skip and you tap right in front of the Velia storage schemer. You skip, you heathen. Skip, you can't. But the rule was. The rule was you cannot have the stones already in the character's inventory, and you cannot have the item already in the character's inventory. If it is, oh you have to put it into God. the storage. 
pull just, it back out and pull then it back you can pack it. It's literally <laughs> yeah, Thevelia Storage Keeper. Thevelia Storage Keeper has seen almost every single one of my major enhancements <laughs> because I literally just pull it out and go click. Um, now, now I let it slide when I tap for pins. You know, that's that's the rule. Everything else gets skipped when we get to pins. You let it slide. And then when I was at the time when um, uh, C twenty uh, pin heaves were super popular. When I was trying to tap it, the, the damn thing would not go for shit. And so I went to Heidel Pass, and me and my guildies would stand on the banisters, like the little like walkway over Heidel Pass. We'd wave our banners, and I would put down three flame traps and flag up. And whoever unlucky soul would come through Heidel Pass on their horse what? AFK would you. get knocked over. You, you, I remember this. And this I would jump down and I would murder the player. Me. And on their body, I would tap for pin heave. And that's you. what I did. That's how I got my pin heave. Is I just, I just murdered players. It requires a blood sacrifice, and that's what I did. So oh. I do miss those days though, because it was way more fun than like these. Oh, these wild, right? Yeah, yeah. like these small enhancements are fine but the thing is, is like players do them so sporadically now because you've got to save up this massive amount of crons that like because basically all of our gear is croned at this point like you're not even our accessories are, are getting croned now you know <laughs> what do you mean so, i don't know what you're saying. I, don't, yeah. I was raw dogging that black star baby I yeah I, every now I, and then i, I will <laughs> just straight send something i'm like i don't give a fuck click again you um, were in the mood to progress Tiltus. Yes. i'm proud of you <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah, that was my that was my tendril for a long time was chop suey rock, belly of storage keeper skip, and then oh yeah, the I still Eve, have uh -huh. the pen that places. would not go required a blood sacrifice from everybody that was unlucky enough to ride past me at the time. So, um, let's uh, what time is it? All right, uh, let's jump to let's jump to the land of morning light stuff a little bit because I, I do want to talk about this with yeah we kind of got we were expansion. talking about dawn's gloves and just went off. On this. Yeah, we went off. Let's talk yeah, about Don's gloves, and then we were like, Don's gloves off. like sparked the idea. So when I was typing it out, that was the thought process that I had. But then it just turned into progression. Um, so <laughs> we'll jump into Land of Morning Light now for the last little bit. Um, so Land of the Morning Lights just around the uh, corner. Uh, however, due to Korea's early release of this expansion, most of the systems and content has already been covered uh, by a lot of Korean streamers and YouTubers. Um, and so my question that I want to throw out to you on this is number one, how much content have you consumed from Korea and how well versed are you in everything that's coming out um, with Land of the Morning Light? And then did the non-global release make you less excited? And we'll start with Jay, because I know you're uh, the lore master, so... <laughs> surprisingly I, i've been keeping um a lot of the lore stuff um under wraps for me to do the you know storyline tomorrow actually mm -hmm. I'm, I'm gonna wake up really early tomorrow to experience the storyline uh, as for um it being covered early i don't mind that the content of the new region has mostly been covered like if anything it's it's made me more hyped because i can't wait to try out the new content so mm -hmm. uh blue what about yeah. you oh yeah well i mean okay so global release takes the high if it's not a global release it takes a lot of the hype out of the expansion mm -hmm. i'm just gonna throw it out there like we would all be way more pumped for this if every region was getting it mm -hmm. tomorrow mm -hmm. but um True. as it is this is still the biggest expansion um or the most extensive expansion i should say biggest in terms of territory size no 
but it's the most extensive and most detailed expansion certainly that we have ever gotten in this game um mm -hmm. and this is super hyped i am giga stoked i like mm -hmm. jay i'm gonna be up bright and early um i have to move this entire setup i have to break all of this down and set it all up in the in my streaming room again uh, and make sure it's all <laughs> ready to go tomorrow morning like you know bright and early when the patch drops and i'm gonna be doing the quest and i'm actually one of this is the I'm like the anti-quester. It's kind of like the anti-Christ, but in this case for questing. Um, uh, like I hate questing as a general rule, but this I have such faith that this quest line is gonna just blow us away. Like I feel like this quest line should be amazing because I feel like they they were really invested in it. You know, like this mm -hmm. is like their mm -hmm. culture. They were so much more invested in this. There were so many more hype videos. I'm so excited, and it's disconnected from the main story. So all the dumb shit that I don't know anything about because I haven't been paying attention to the main storyline is drink. irrelevant. You know I what I mean? Drink. Yeah. Put. <laughs> I know who that is. That. That no, you can't fool me. I was like, that, 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 she's got the white robes and stuff with the staff. And so, but is she evil or good? We have no idea. Honestly, we have no idea. She's just always there. Um, you should have seen me doing suck wizard quests on stream last weekend when literally I did awakening and I was like, oh, cool. I get to talk to all these spirits. And I turn around and I went to go do the suck wizard quest line. And it was that cloaked black cloaked guy. I bet and you he was thought standing there talking to him. And he turns into a Lesra. And I was like, bro, are you kidding me? Again? <laughs> No again. way! <laughs> Every like, time. Oh my god, bro. Like, I swear if I see a Lesra tomorrow, I'm turning the game off. You think I won't? I swear if I see that woman uh, one time. Honestly, what we're going to see is we're going to see that that uh, that Maywa pull up uh, on that Bartali boat that she left on from Velia like two weeks ago. Because that's how yep. long it's going to take you from to get from Velia to the land of the morning light on a freaking Bartali boat. Girl literally just got on the boat like Tom Hanks on a raft in Castaway and just started going into the ocean. You know, we were like, that's what you're going with? Like I had the guild. The, the funny thing was when I did the 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 quest line, I had the guild galleon. You know that the the oh, boat the that you can one. only yeah. get from owning a region, boat. right? Like the only I had it's just this massive huge boat, and she she rolls up with this dinky ass little. I couldn't see it over there behind my behind the size of my deck. That's crazy. I. <laughs> I'm like, Good luck sailing out there. There's nothing I can do to help you. You know what I mean. Holy Leaving a huge wake behind you, like literally exactly. capsizes her boat. She's, she's, <laughs> she's rocking as I feel like. Stay safe out there. Bring your life rafts. Like <laughs> anyway, like I'm super stoked for the the questing is probably the thing I'm most excited about. Um, I'm yep. also excited to see the the boss rush stuff. It's the first time mm -hmm. we've ever seen ranked uh, PVE, which is really cool. But the thing yep. I'm probably and then we've got the crystals and stuff. I don't know. What are you guys most excited about? Um. I I'm most excited about the boss rush itself because I think that the bosses look really cool and the actual thing that I'm most excited about specifically with bosses is the global release boss. Thank you. We got one. Oh yeah, the I'm ex thing, I'm excited that there's not <laughs> other players that have played this content before, so we can all experience at least this one boss at the same time. I think mm. that's cool. I love that stuff. Um, so I'm most excited about the boss rushes. Wow. Yeah. Dude, the world boss. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much same for me. Mm -hmm. Oh, gotcha. Oh, yeah. I mean, 
Well, what is it? Is it the quest of the boss? Or like, what are you most excited about? Yeah, just yeah, saying. The, the, is it A or B? It's yes. Um, it's the it's the boss rush for sure. I mean, I know a lot of people were disappointed that it's you know a piece of solo content that mm -hmm. there's no grind zones, but uh, I think PA is trying something different here. And I'm all for trying new things. And if it doesn't work out, hey, you know, at least they they can improve upon it. And you know, if anything, the boss rush mode is probably helping them build a foundation to create a group oriented focused um, content uh, on end game PVE bosses. So, um, so we might even see raids in the future. I don't know. This could be uh, an, uh, you know alluding towards it. You know, so stars um, and raid. Give me. Uh, no, no, you guys, are, you guys are small brain with this, bro. Think bigger. These these oh. bosses. These bosses are an excellent indicator for what Crimson Desert might become, which is a co-op um, RPG, right? Or not RPG. Okay. Uh, um, uh, yeah, no, co-op RPG, right? Uh, that cut that has a lot of feel of Dark Souls, right? But like cooperatively. Um, and so these bosses are probably their first take um, at developing the same type of mechanics or the same type of things in Crimson Desert or in, in games that they're gonna they're do in the future. Um, what are you guys excited that they're weekly gated? Like, are you excited to be like, oh, thank God, I can just stop. Like, I'm like required to stop and one. Or do you hate the weekly gated aspect um, of it? Good, Jay. I. That's actually what I'm least excited for is the weekly cap. You know, as as you know, I I love to grind. So if the content is preventing me from grinding, that's a, that's a little bit annoying. You know, at least with the case of Ataraxian, you get a little bit of a constellation reward for killing the bosses, mm -hmm. even if you've gotten the weekly chest. So uh, if anything, I would hope for that to be the case for the bosses in the future. Is that we can just keep, you know, fighting them. We just might not get the best rewards. It's just um, it's a little mm -hmm. snack. You know, fun. What what <laughs> you want to have fun? <laughs> Fun, yes. <laughs> well, it's not allowed in this game. You know better than that. Oh, that's a tremendous amount of fun. Um, honestly, you know one of the biggest things that we overlook every time an expansion comes out? Nobody ever talks about it. Everybody wants to talk about how money-hungry PA is in a lot of cases, and I think that they've done a lot better uh, in the recent past showing us uh, that they're not like crazy money-hungry mm -hmm. anymore, at least, uh, compared mm -hmm. to what they, what they used to be like. But the expansion is free. Yep. Like, uh, Name another game True. that allows you to just buy this is like ten dollars up front and most of the time they just give the game away for free you just have access to all the content you don't have to worry about it yep. like that's one of my favorite things about bdos i don't have to spend another fifty dollars because i'll be honest with you i'm less hyped if i have to spend fifty more dollars to, to <laughs> on this expansion because see then i know i can only be disappointed it's destiny 2 all over again um like yep. <laughs> i i'm just so underwhelmed every time destiny comes out with an expansion it's just recycle reduce reuse recycle it's ridiculous um content <laughs> but bdo it seems like it's custom content every single time and it's free which is fantastic and i think a lot of people take that for granted because again um thank goodness the big shout out to all the whales out there who make this game free to play for all the rest of us because <laughs> god dude like this it would be miserable to have to spend fifty dollars tomorrow to even experience the expansion. I think it would take a lot away from the hype, don't you guys think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I like every player being able to go do it too, and I'm actually pretty okay with the weekly gated uh, bosses because with it being solo content, I want there to still be plenty of places to get one group content and one to get some form of open world PvP. Um, and if I mean, that is one of the big concerns for PvP is that, like, it's going to, you know, I don't think this, but I've heard a lot of people say, you know, it's going to die. It's going to suffer very heavily 
at the beginning because everybody's going to be doing their bosses and i'm like i don't think it's really going to be that bad like if you've got 100 players doing the boss at the same time like the main world mainland's still good to go so um i think it's a doomer take but I'm okay with the weekly gated content. It doesn't bother me. I think you should be able to do it again for consolation prizes like dungeons, uh, but it doesn't it doesn't bother me being weekly gated at all. Yeah, I don't care. Um like I, I don't do any con <laughs> I, I I don't do any content enough that weekly gated is gonna bother me. Um mm. like 'cause I, I do a lot of different things to make sure that I don't burn out on the game. Like whether it be grinding or life skilling or enhancing or or whatever, or bartering, boat content, that anything. Um, mm -hmm. I just mix it up. I do something different every single day. Like it's, it's just different every day. It's whatever I feel like doing. And so, mm -hmm. like the weekly gated content, it's not really going to bother me. If anything, it'll discourage me from doing it altogether. <laughs> because the um, <laughs> it, it, the dungeon on God, I could tell you when the last time I did the dungeon. It was the last time Jaycoon asked me uh, to come <gasps> do the dungeon with him. I like, I'll do the dungeon. I don't mind it. It's good content. But like, I just. I don't want to have to go through the trouble of getting a group together, but if somebody else has already done all that work for me um, and wants to carry me through, um, that is fine with me. Uh, but like, Yo, let's go Mew Tiltist right now. Oh, sorry. I couldn't, I couldn't hear you over the fact that I have to break down this entire oh. setup and oh, be no. set up in the morning ready to go. Did he not hear me earlier? Like, uh. I got to be ready to go in a few hours. Um, one thing we haven't touched on at all is the crystals. Are you guys pumped for the crystals? Like, I'm just yep. objectively oh, getting an upgrade. Yeah. Like, we're on the crystals when they first got announced. I know, but we haven't talked about it since, and we're getting it tomorrow. So, like, do you guys use Hooms? You guys, oh, Hoom, yes. Hoom, Hoom enjoyers? We're just getting upgrades tomorrow, baby. <laughs> I know. We're just getting upgrades. It's so great. Yeah. More HP, gimme. Right. Like, I don't I, use Hooms because I only PvE, so. <laughs> um, also, <laughs> God. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, so how do you even get the Hoom upgrade? I don't even know. Actually, you know what? Firstly, um, I know how to get the new gloves. But for those of us that don't know, um, how do we get the new Dawn's gloves? Is there, like, some sort of quest that it's I need to accept? Okay, so it, uh, it should it be in my Black Spirit line. in the morning? You mean the, the main story? Yeah. I have to finish the main story? Main, yeah, I finished, you have to finish the main story for the Dawn's Close, yeah. Okay, well, that's good that I'm excited about the questing then, because we're just going to have to power <laughs> straight through that. Um, <laughs> we're just going to have to get through it. Um, yeah, well, we will get there. Um, all right, so and I, I should have all the stuff already. Uh, for anyone that doesn't know, you need 250 crystallized despairs. Um, what's the other thing? You need... 400 um, magical lightstone crystals and 200 magical shards, right? But like Jay, go. Ahead. I I know there's exceptions. So oh, go ahead. I, I was gonna say um only like 235 despairs because I think you get a little bit of flame. From oh yeah, it's the true. Quest line itself, yeah. so just uh not 250 yeah. exactly. Right. Yeah. 235 it's an interesting despairs. way to do the uh the new flame. Since, I kind of uh, like it. As someone that yeah. doesn't want to have to go grind at a very specific spot all the mm -hmm. time for the next few months, I like that. Mm -hmm. I like that very much. Um, I just like being able to pick up my gloves and go after this. And now I know all the more reason to get through this quest line and figure out how that <laughs> Mewa, in fact, did get rid of Wuju. <laughs> how did you get rid of your black spirit when i find that woman when she dismounts from her bartelli boat do you guys know yeah no oh God, that's just no that can't be it but i have a ranger there's that no way she saw the black spirit too um like i 
do you guys know how you're supposed to get there initially? Do you have to take a boat over there? Because if so, most of the server is totally oh, screwed. Use the ah, depressing. I was really hoping that the very first time you had to take a boat, and I just wanted to see like hundreds of rafts departing from from the Velia Harbor, and I'm just like, oh yeah, eat it, peasants, as I sail away on one of my two Carricks or Guild Galleon. Like, I, that, actually, I don't have a Guild Galleon anymore. But either way. Um, I guess we're going straight into the Magnus and accepting the main story quest line and just going for it. Um, tomorrow is like the biggest thing. It's also a new starting, starting zone as well. Like, you know how, like, you lo start level one oh. in Mountains of Turn to One Tier? You can start level one in Land of Morning Light, so. Oh, that's juiced. I like it. And actually, I love that they've done that with the last few expansions. Because, yeah. again, it allows new players. One of the biggest things, I think, for new players is, like, how long is it going to take me to get to the new content that everybody's talking about? Right, mm -hmm. and you don't any. You just spawn in there, big dog. You just yep. spawn in <laughs> at it. that content. That is so big. That's actually such a big deal, and I think the developers really nailed that. I think that yep. they really nailed it. Mountain of Eternal Winter. You could start from that quest line too, and yep. that was a banger. I love this. Actually, an enjoyable quest <clears throat> line versus Ancient yep. Stone Chamber, where I swear every time it's the same story. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, this time I'm gonna listen to it. We. we we barely got to the, the Black Spear last time before I abandoned ship on it and just started hitting R. But this time, I'm going to get through it. Nah, bro, like 10 quests in. I'm like, I can't do it anymore. And I just start Go Red Nose and then pay attention to the Balanos quest it. line. It's actually good after Red Nose. It's too, First part, I've already, I'm, already, I'm already gone. I'm already lost, big dog. You've got the wrong guy. Um, like, I just can't do it. But Mount of Eternal Winter, I actually listened to most of the quest line. Um, yeah, Lando. Yeah, Lando, my homie. So I'm hoping that tomorrow we get some some juiced uh, voice acting and some action storyline that we can actually follow and really get invested in. Like I wanna I wanna come out and be like Team Megu, let's get it or something. You know, like I don't <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know. Make me invest in the storyline. I'm really hashtag hoping for Team it. Team Megu. Yeah. Hashtag abandon the black spirit. Um, <laughs> I'm going into the magnet. I like how um, all the bosses are, are all based on Korean folklore and, and myths and legends. Yeah, so. I love that. Yeah, I love I mean, that. Yeah, go ahead. I didn't talk about it much when we uh, when we brought up the uh, Korean influence over the uh, new expansion, but I think, and honestly, this is going to sound weird, but I think it's one of the things that makes Naruto so fucking good is that all of Naruto is based on Japanese folklore. Like, all the main characters are not the main characters but all like the major like upgrades that they get like everything has just got its roots like really really deep in japanese folklore and it makes it amazing it makes it feel really fleshed out because there's all this stuff that the creators can pull con pull content and ideas from um and twist it to make it fit the world that they've created so i'm really looking forward to that as well i honestly actually kind of have high expectations for the quest line so yes I hope I'm it's good because so, I'm, I'm excited. I'm so God, please don't let me down. <laughs> I really, it's disconnected from the main story, so I can follow this one. You know what I mean? Like this, it's it's they're really invested in it. I feel like this is like their first take at okay, we actually want to make this quest good yeah. because it's about our culture. And if I feel yeah. like if they can't get this right, we are we are doomed. We're doomed. Yeah. For the foreseeable <laughs> we are doomed. If they cannot get this quest right with as much as they cared about this, there is no way. Right. So like I'm super stoked about that. You know, one thing you guys didn't mention at all, and it's kind of crazy to me, um, is the new boat. 
I, I don't know about sick. I would I say I saw that um I would say it box has like 150 with... cabin slots and so you can put as put like freaking um like An 10 army. or 15 goblins in there. <laughs> and each like if you just have average goblins, each average goblin has like three to four percent speed. So fifteen times three to four is um I'm bad at math, um around like fifty percent more speed basically for your boat. Amen. Yeah, well, I mean, like, 15% is still not, uh, sadly, still not high enough. The idea, I think, behind this boat, it's an interesting take. As someone that built their blue gear for the advance, I can confidently say, eat it um, to everybody that built (laughs) blue gear for the other boat. Because this boat is, I think, like the low APM, low effort. You can just sail up to uh, Crocs, park it, let the Crocs come to you because it's super durable. Let the Crocs come to you and just shoot. And you just fire. <laughs> There's no kiting like the other character doing, like kiting in a circle. Yeah, but yeah, screw all that. We're just, we're just. Gonna... I've actually seen um it in action. Is it is it powerful? Like how many how many? We're shots not sure yet together? because I'm not we're sure, not sure of, okay. of all of the people of all of the servers that have the expansion so far. I'm fairly certain that zero people have built it. So like I, <laughs> like I, it's well, I mean, understandable. Heard, um... <laughs> I, I mean, I have not heard. Okay, I am excited about this. It is technically boat content. Do not take this from me. Um, <laughs> um, I need this. Um, that being said, I really do think that, like, I, I've heard interesting things about how you make the boat. I don't know if you guys have heard rumblings. I've heard that it's just a, a crow coin dump, which I really hope that it's not. I hope that it's like the Carrick and that you have to do dailies, you have to work for it. But, like, I keep hearing that it's just like, it's just like 250,000 crow coins. And I'm like, <laughs> how many crow coins is that? That would be why no one has it. Um... <laughs> But, like, if it's weeklies and it's a reasonable amount of crow coin investment, um, I'm totally on board. I'm totally going to build it. Um, and that's as someone that has an advance and has a Valor and has blue gear on the advance and has used the Guild Galleon. Um, one of the few people that's done that, too. Like, I'm very excited for the boat. That's a lot um, of boats. I don't think it really, it really changes boat PvP boat or any boat dynamics. Walking. Yeah, well, I don't. Yeah, I'm the boat guy. Like, there's no other. Uh, name another content creator that does boats. Tell me, tell me, never another content creator that really does boats at like a really Blue high battlefield. level. Battlefield. Chris Polly. Um... Chris, Chris Polly. I'm a t- okay streamer, but that, uh, yeah, that's not. He did teach oh. me how to build my car. Um, <laughs> but aside from that, not the rolling yeah, car. Absolutely right. <laughs> and I nailed it. I, 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 and I nailed it. Okay. First try. Yeah, we first tried that. <laughs> But, like, yeah, I'm super stoked about the boat content. I don't think that it actually changes boat PvP an incredible amount. I still think that the Valor and the Volante are still better in boat PvP. But in PvE, as far as doing Crocs and Lecrochon and stuff go, mm-hmm. I and it's got an interesting dynamic, right? It's got lower overall base stats, but it gives you a lot of sailor functionality, which I think is a better mm-hmm. design for a boat. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, okay, there's, like, a million different types of sailors in the, in the game. If I want, so for this particular boat, if I want, my cannons to literally fire like Davy Jones in Pirates of the Caribbean, some front shooting cannons. I can literally put all of the cannon turn radius. I can just 15 of those sailors on the boat and I can just forward fire the cannons <laughs> <laughs> or backfire the cannons, which I'll be honest with you in PvP means I can just hit T and sail away from you and just kill you. Um, <laughs> Chase me if you dare. All right. Like, I think that. Um, I you know, like it, it's got a lot of interesting dynamic in PV, uh, in the boating in general. So I'm just like super excited for. It. I know not very many people yeah. are, but I'm probably gonna jump straight on the weeklies and stuff. 
uh, and kind of dive in to see how I get it. Uh, I hope you got enough crow coins. I, I have a decent amount of crow coins, but admittedly, I don't have a crazy amount. Honestly, one of my biggest mistakes that I've ever made in the game happened uh, a few days. Uh, last week. Uh, where I grinded like I had the guild galleon right so I, the best thing you can do with that is you mm -hmm. go out to crocs on Arsha during the 100% drop rate event I basically had 300% drop rate of crocs the whole time and I was just going mm -hmm. around and around and I was just hard clearing the crocs because the boat is juiced right um and I, like when people would sail up and go never mind and then sail because <laughs> I got this giant boat um but like I got all of these moss covered maps I got like eight or nine moss covered maps, which are like eight or nine attempts basically at uh, Evanroos Knoll. Well, not like full attempts, but like you get chances at it. Um, mm -hmm. Like crazy. And they only drop like one an hour, even with like 300% drop rate, maybe you might get two an hour. It, mm -hmm. It's miserable. It's miserable. Um, but they expire every 24 hours. And I'm not entirely certain why they designed it this way. And I logged in about 35 minutes after they all expired the following morning. And I lost every single one of them. Um, one of the bigger mistakes that I've made in the game for sure, because I just ate up like ten hours of my time. Um, but like, yeah, no, I'm super excited uh, to see what kind of changes that brings to the boat stuff. Uh, are you guys people that um, when you start a new expansion and stuff, do you go around like the town and like look at stuff and like investigate things, uh, or do you just blaze straight through? You just hit and T. You're running to the next quest. Oh, for like knowledge and stuff. Well, not just Sometimes. knowledge. Just like, are you oh. an explorer? Do you just like, oh, what's over there? Oh, oh piece of candy. Just like, and um, you just it, walk over there. <laughs> oh, that looks really cool. Oh, just like enjoying the view. Oh, uh, yeah, sometimes. Yeah, I did that with Mountains of Eternal Winter. I took my time with it. Mm -hmm. So I, I think, found um, that... we're kind of forced to take our time with this one. <laughs> right. So I found that I, um, I blast through, and then about a month later, I'll come back to whatever expansion it was, and I'll really, like, start researching, like, everything that's kind of around it once, once kind of, like, the new hype is worn off or the new areas or whatever, and I'm like, okay, what really is going on here? Um, mostly because at that point, I'm now trying to figure out what in the hell I'm doing life-skilling-wise in the new area, like, what the new things are to get, and life-skilling requires you to go to some strange places sometimes. Um, so, but I will say I was not able to do that with Mountain of Eternal Winter because of the way Mountain of Eternal Winter was written, I had to go to strange places anyways, so, like, when I roll up and there's a whole bunch of, like, what are they, coal kilns or something like that, and it's just, like, a village of, like, people just making coal, I was like, oh, this is interesting. <laughs> so then I got, like, ah, sidetracked on, like, what was going on right? in there, so... Yeah, so the writing is good. If the writing points you in a direction and you end up in somewhere and you're all of a sudden like, this is weird. What am I doing over here? It's like, yes, sir. Um, it's, it can be very interesting. So I'm hoping that uh, with all the detail that they've pumped into this expansion, that they've really taken their time and like making you appreciate everything. Because they've gone in depth already and said like the mountains are based on the mountains in Korea and the, you know, the plains are based on, you know, these large swaths of plains that we have with dirt paths still, you know, and small villages and like stuff like that. And I'm like, dope. I hope it looks awesome, you know. Bring me to these places. Um, give me a reason to explore them. So yeah, um I agree. Yeah, it'll be cool. I'm excited about the new region all in all. It's gonna yeah, be Yeah, we're gonna be tomorrow morning, yeah. baby. It's bro, yeah. it's 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 been a rough I, I will say it's been content after content after content, but boy oh boy. 
this has been the toughest like few days of streaming bro because we went from like the <laughs> the birthday stream we had to break down the whole setup bro, set it up in here and then today was just like the summer camp in the morning cooking stream in the afternoon podcast at night break down the setup set it up in the streaming room and then we're live at 7 a.m to do the the land of the morning light release <laughs> it is yeah <laughs> but the nice thing about up. the land of the morning light is it's free content you get to shut up for like eight hours shut you up don't have to, you don't have to say a word you could just sit there and watch the cutscene as it plays um we're streamers we we don't get to shut we're up <laughs> kidding me? i will say when i was doing the balance quest line there was a lot of talking that i did over some parts in the story but there was occasionally some parts where i was just like we're just gonna watch this like when when gaia showed up and like was having his whole like monologue and stuff i was like all right dude take it away you're good i'm just gonna watch <laughs> so uh, you'll have some you'll have some relaxation if you get sucked in too that's the other thing if the streamer gets sucked into the story like the chat's probably going to end up getting sucked in too so hopefully it's good and then the rest of the people are just going to double time it you know I'm ready. put that fast forward button on yes sir <laughs> gonna be, i'm gonna rp while i'm killing the bosses too it's gonna be awesome if if the boss designs that they redid for Balanos are any indication of what the Land of Morning Light uh, is is going to look like, I'm I'm pretty stoked about it because there's a boss uh, that you fight on top of Kron Castle in the Balanos quest line, sickest boss Knights, design right? in the whole game. Yeah, yeah the the Calvary cool. Knight is so so cool, and his mechanics were like interesting too. It was a good yeah. boss. You know what would so. be really cool is if the main story had different interactions if you're playing certain characters. Like Jay's going on Wusa tomorrow. It'd be really cool to have some like extra, Ooh. just some nugget little, yeah. nugget yeah. little like some voice acted lines, yeah. some dialogue chase here and there, some <laughs> response what it was from changes. The warrior, um, in in the Magnus, like you had a different um sort of. Wait, oh, really? At the very end. Wait, the yeah, warrior has a warrior. Yeah, because um, you you know how you fought Goyan? Goyan's like that warrior um at the very end. Uh, if you're a warrior yourself, he has a he says different things to you. Really? Okay, yeah, so you, yes, you get a just like that. Yeah, you get a different knowledge as well. Okay. So if you wanted to get both pieces of knowledge, you had to do it on a non-warrior class or something. I love that. Yes. Yeah, that's cool. More Easter eggs like that. It's not even Easter. <laughs> Look at that. That's what I want. I like that. I like like going out of my way and looking like, oh, what's this? And then being rewarded for that. You know, like that. Yep. Like literally just going out to going out of my way to just explore something and just being rewarded for doing that. You know what I mean? Like that's what yep. I like. I like that. It's so cool. All right. Uh we are the two hour marks. Do y'all want to go over the forum post this week or do we want to? Uh, I think we got to save them for next week. Yeah, we save them for next week. We'll, okay. we'll do a we'll save them for next week. Cool, cool, cool. Well, in that case, this is going to wrap us up for episode 13 of the Old Moon podcast. Yes. We have mm. made it officially over three months. That is insane. We're 13 huge. weeks is wild. Um, as all, well, tonight not as always tonight i am the host i got to do all the reading of the questions because blue did the culinary stream <laughs> so i am uh i'm tiltus tv uh i'm a full-time uh shot caller part-time streamer uh i am dabbling in pvp on fridays learning all the classes which we i have been slowly working on adding more into my uh into my arsenal um saturday for me this week is going to be uh land of the morning light because i am unfortunately a uh real adult and have a real adult job and uh have no word that i have what to shock call to... afterwards so <laughs> what are you trying to say right now we um we took so an off will... week this week for it that's how dedicated our guild is to, to rping with the new expansion is we literally took an entire off week 
nice. just to make sure that everyone could enjoy the new expansion. Nice. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I'll be just streaming the expansion on Saturday, so I'm looking forward to that. And then uh, for me, Sundays are Soul Sundays. I'm a huge Dark Souls fan. I know way too much about the game. So if you have any interest in Dark Souls, I am doing a full playthrough of that, um, doing all the NPC quests as well. And then I shot call for the Alliance Solace. I stream every single node war that we do, and I'm also going to start doing a bunch of murking so I can actually try to get, get on Awaken Valk and not be a floor tank. Um, Jay, go ahead and do your outro. Hi. I am Jay Kuhn. I do a lot of end game PvE content. I was happy to answer questions about the game. And I'm the last Awakening Wusa, and I'll be streaming the new region over at twitch.tv slash Jaycoon V E T V before the T. The last Awakening Wusa. And the funny thing is, I don't even think he's wrong. Like I actually <laughs> don't even like a lot of my friends who, who played a Wusa they they just went back to succession because you know and succession is a really good class, I, I agree, but I love my awakening Wusa, so I don't care <laughs> Blue, go ahead. Uh yeah, and I'm Blue Squadron. Um definitely we're always a bit coming out on uh YouTube. We got how to choose your class guides coming out uh basically all week um in that series and then we're gonna be going on to everything ocean and boats guides and all kinds of stuff so we're always coming out with youtube content um remember that the podcast is on spotify and apple podcasts um so if you guys want to listen to it you don't necessarily have to tune it on youtube you don't necessarily have to tune in live uh on at 8 p.m on tuesday nights um you can just you can just listen to it at work when you're on the way to work, right? Uh, for Spotify, you can mm -hmm. click that follow button, have a great time with it. Uh, but we also have Funday Mondays on Monday. We have typically event streams on Sunday. We shot call on Saturday evenings. We have Siege uh, typically. And then tomorrow we're doing a Land of the Morning light stream. Uh, couple that with all the YouTube content. And you've got basically, it's just the content never stops uh, on this channel. <laughs> It's yeah, plus crazy. the culinary streams. Don't leave yeah. those out. Oh yeah, I forgot master. the cooking. We did a cooking stream today. Technically, I think you're technically master three now. This is your third. Uh, this yeah. is your third culinary stream. And you assume so. that I hit master on the first one. Um, oh, oh, oh no! Oh no! Actually, I, liked, <laughs> I really liked the first one. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was gonna grub on that. Yeah, no, I actually like it. Yeah, it's true that the Balanos meal was kind of juiced. Um, yeah. But yeah, we do cooking streams and all kinds of creative content all the time. So, uh, But I think that that is going to be a wrap for all of us here. 